Hello and welcome to the Glorious Bards. I'm your humble game master, Tom, and this is Adventure Four. Uh, so glad to have you here. We're coming to you on twitch.tv slash ingloriousbards, and we're also available on our YouTube channel and on every podcast platform out there. You can check all that out at ingloriousbards.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We are picking up where our adventures left off from last time in our city of Almithra, but before we get into that, let's introduce our characters and see who our heroes are. First off is Cole, the Goliath fighter. Yeah, I've uh, been around here with a lot with my brother Kevin. Uh, I'm really the one you want to have clean things up because clearly no one else can do it. Then we have his brother Kevin, the Goliath Paladin. I'm Kevin, the protector of the innocent, the defender of Varen. Defender of Varen, right. Follower of Selene. Right, follower. And babysitter of Cole. Hey! <laughs> And we have Fiona, our halfling, our gnome, sorry, sorry, gnome artificer. Hello, I'm Fiona. I do stuff, and I'm good at it. And she has her, her construct a, how would you describe, what's your race Not a construct. <laughs> uh, Warforged. 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 Kind of constructed, kind of not found. Uh, yeah. Living uh, Warforged cleric by the name of Vessel. I am Vessel, child of Suline, and protector of Fiona, and the rest of the group. In that order. And we have the human wizard Valamir with more name. Valamir Almarin Grayspell the Third, Wizard Extraordinaire. Excellent. And last but not least is the Bard Halfling Bard Aragus Willoughby. Yes, Aragus Halfling Bard. And if smell is of any consideration, Cole is not the man you need. <laughs> Wait, was it me? Today is a special uh, celebration as we have a birthday boy of Christopher who gets a bonus DM inspiration point, Yay! able to go a higher level to two for a birthday increased Woo! cap. It's because you showed up, nice. actually. And there is another birthday boy this week, and that is your game master, Tom, who gives Everyone on DM inspiration point. So Whoa. you have three, Christopher. Awesome. Nice. Thank you. Happy birthday we to you. We can be totally reckless this session. Yes. <laughs> and that'll that, be that'll be the episode. And that, that's like a pressured cap, though. Once you use it, our cap is down to one. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in mind. So I had gotten a DM inspiration last week. Oh, here it goes. Yeah. Squeezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. For Blood from a Stone is the new name. <laughs> I don't know. I just when I um, uh -huh. valiantly, <laughs> recklessly, uh, valiantly, recklessly, in my reckless val valiance. Yeah, keep going. It's um, working. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, went in and fought the shadow creatures. Uh, single-handedly. Single-handedly prevented right. the um, wow. right Illuminati the Academy wow. from falling into chaos, right. and then the city of Alminthra soon to follow, and then the whole kingdom. All right, so <laughs> I'll leave it up to Jeremy with all keeping everything that Chris did last session in yeah. mind. 
does he deserve that extra DM inspiration there's, point? There's, would you like me to go over my notes? We have a couple. We've got a couple back and forth here. Uh, stealing six books is evidence. Up to you, Jeremy. Does he does he keep it or not? Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I would give it to him. All right. Dude risked his life literally twice. You should have to roll a D100 to see what happens. <laughs> yes! oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to you, but you got to drink a potion. <laughs> All right. Uh, and without further ado, let's get a recap of what happened last session from Seth. Hello! The gang, low on health, spells, and morale, make their way out of the sewers with Halbin in tow. No sooner do they crawl their way out than a local guard accosts the group and takes Halbin into their custody to detain him further. Uh, the gang, back at the university, hears of a scuffle in the library. They go to investigate to find the librarian brandishing a knife and threatening anyone who tries to go into the back room. The gang disarms him and barge their way through the door to see what he was trying to hide. They are greeted by a shadow creature, which they quickly dispatch. They soon find several more of these creatures performing some sort of ritual. Fiona, tired and desperate, takes some potions of a questionable nature uh, from one of the teachers. Several of these potions are quickly quaffed. Some bad things happen. Valamir can suddenly teleport, but it comes with a price. He has a 10% chance to die every time he uses it. Caven drinks one up and has an arm bone and a leg bone that disappear from his body. Disappears from his body! Fiona drinks a potion, uh, and nothing happens. And nothing will happen, Tom. Nothing will happen to her. Uh, after some uh, long discussions, the gang come to uh, come up with a plan for Valamir to foolishly use his new power uh, to teleport in to disrupt this little dance, uh, uh, this little dance ritual, and teleport back out before these shadow creatures know what happens. And I'll be buggered that it actually worked crazy uh and he didn't die it was nuts 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 um uh the gang hustle back out to the main part of the library well everyone but uh caven hustles out caven kind of drags limps his way out um and then they are shamed by three other adventurers from the city who waltz in and dispatch all of the shadow monsters all while chuckling at our little humble crew um, in questioning the librarian, they learn that these books they found, uh, which were, uh, that's what the uh, summoning circle, whatever was happening, uh, they found these books, and uh, they were all donated to the library by Lady Verador, the matriarch of the city. Uh, the group splinters up to start looking for clues, to get drunk, and to pray. And that, my friends and foes, is where the adventure begins.
Our bard, Aragus Willoughby, is singing a song on a small stage in a tavern. The tavern known as the Brass Garden. With him in the tavern are a few early morning patrons eating some simple porridge, uh, maybe uh, some bad water, just kind of not a great place. And it's unusual to have a performer uh, stringing uh, along on a, on a lute. Is that what you perform at? Uh, usually the lute right. is kind of the preferred instrument, depending on the vibe of the establishment. Sometimes it'll be a bongos, sometimes it's kind of slam poetry, you know. Okay. Uh, and there, uh, there's a place a... like this. It's a kazoo. <laughs> This early in the morning, it's just the, the lute and some soft ballads. The fighter of our group, the Goliath Cole, has just finished a conversation with a strange old man who has disappeared into the back, and Cole is trying to make sense of it. When Aragus wraps up his song about a particular member of this city, he's trying to get word out that he's looking for information, and he finishes the last lyric of that song and how does that last line end forevermore the verador family made home and everyone in almithra sat amongst themselves the elves and the goblins and all beautiful an old gnome Drinking early, his morning beer is nodding his head intently as you sing that song not too far away from you. Uh, and he tosses three copper your way. Thank you, dear patron. Thank you. Good song. Good audience. He smiles and drinks and nods at you. Another round, perhaps? Another song? Uh, yeah. Well, this is a song written many years ago by an old friend of mine. It's called The History of Almithra, and it's the same song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you sing that song. Give me another performance roll. Okay. Mm -mm. That would be a, bardic, a uh, DM inspiration. With a total of six. We'll call that a 14. 14. Uh, you Best. sing a strong song, and the gnome continues to nod his head. Everyone else, there's not a lot of patrons. They're not paying much attention. And there's a barkeep who is here, and he serves out that round of drinks to that guy. But he is not the old man, Cole, that you were speaking to earlier. And, yeah, the song finishes. There's commotion going on in the streets as the city is waking up. And what would you two like to do? Um, I just uh, rack up the loot on the stand, and then I'll just uh, meet Cole over at the bar, and it's kind of a funny juxtaposition of size as he's like crouching basically on the floor on the smallest stool, yeah. and I have to climb up my stool to get there. What did you think? I, I really like the other song where you end it with and died. But this is fine. Yes, I, I thought the mood carried for something a little lighter today. Yeah, I don't know anything about moods, but he did a really good job up there. And you got his beer, so that's a win. Yeah, that was, you know, part of the plan, as were. Did anyone come and speak to you, perhaps? Uh, no one about your song, 
But I did have a guy come by and give me uh, a very solid warning message that says that we were being watched and to look out for the goblin. I don't know a goblin. Do I don't know a goblin either. Also, he knew me. <laughs> it's the changes in your And pocket. I'm still trying to remember where I know him from. He was familiar. Well, your memory hasn't been spot on as of late, has it? Your memory hasn't been spot on as of late. I just sang the same song twice. I don't remember you. that. <laughs> well, you're not the audience I'm looking for today. Well, I wonder... Who amongst you was it that, we, that you spoke to? He's not here anymore. I looked around for him after we spoke, and he disappeared somewhere around the bar. Damn. Mm. But I don't see a lot else going on here, so... I think we should start head out. Say, this gnomish... Uh, Youngster here, he seemed to take great interest in my song. Perhaps we could share a word over a pint. The old fellow there? Yes. Old, young, it's all the same. <laughs> you just put a number. Yeah, you go ahead. Very well. I'll hop down and kind of bumble over. Dear patron, a round of beverages, perhaps? Yeah. Barkeep. Barkeep comes over and brings another drink for the guy. You're Africa, good. You're good at singing. Eric Swillaby. No, I'm Baldak. Baldak. Writing that down in my journal. Uh, Did you break out a journal? One yeah. moment. Baldak. Interesting. Gnome. That's three. Sign two. here. Baldak. <laughs> yeah. uh, pleasure. You from this area? Yeah. I'm just traveling through. I thought I'd get a feel for the place. Oh. And its people. What say we engage over the next few moments in entertainment? He looks warily at you. <laughs> I'm not that kind of gnome. <laughs> I'm, I'm half Age is a number. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that my song here spoke interest in you. Yeah. Do you know of the Verador family? I've heard the name, and I know I know some of their history, yeah. Yes, many books have been written of them, by them, from them, for them. Jump cut to Valamir, who's in the library, looking through many books being stacked up by a librarian, Colger, who is there. And he brings in more books into this small little reading room. Next to you is a 16-year-old student who's just kind of keeping an eye on you and watching what you're doing, Valamir. <coughs> Excuse me. The librarian says, oh, here you go. Here's some more about the history of the city. And again, uh, tell your friend I'm very sorry about, about hurting him with my knife. Uh, it is no bother. My friend understood that you were under um, a altered state of consciousness because of the creature that was behind the door. You were, you were not at fault. Good All right. And I'll, I'll get those last two books for you. Thank you. It he is runs much appreciated. He runs off. You take these old tomes and put them before you and start carefully moving over these big pages with illuminations on them and big awesome uh, script. and Script. Sorry, uh, <laughs> just reminded me of the previous season. And as he, as you're reading through there, you start 
sifting past information about the city and this region of the Kingdom of Calavier, trying to get some more details about what you're actually interested in, and make a history, make two history rolls. The first one is a difficulty of eight. History, huh? Yes. Where the hell is history? It's gonna, maybe it around the ages. They're <laughs> alphabetically skilled. Uh, 21 to, uh, is the first roll. Okay, wow. and the second one is a 10. That roll counts. 14. Okay. You learn two bits of information. You learn that there is a name that keeps coming up with the name Verador. That is a different name called Lord Talon Buskir. Lord Talon Buskir. And he was the great-grandfather to Lady Verador Buskir. Talon was a founder of the city of uh, Almithra. He brought order and strength from the kingdom of Calavier and its capital to this lawless town when he first arrived. The second bit of information, if you're ready. I am not. Is that <clears throat> mm -hmm. Lord Talon was a spiritual man, a knight of the Order of the Vigilant, and a devout follower of Soline, who brought her strength to the city. He vanquished several bandit lords ruling over the town, which at that time was called De, De Selene, was the name of the city, or the town. And later renamed Almithra. Day Selene. Day Selene. Back at the Brass Garden, the gnome says, Yeah, yeah, everyone uh, knows that uh, she stays away, never leaves her house. She's, uh, she's, uh, she's a, uh, a crazy one. Not my cup of tea. Oh, uh, unless your cup of tea is consorting with demons. Demons? Shh. Demons? Yes. Certainly not. What What demons would have found her of the city? That's, that's what I've heard. I've heard it a couple times. Deals with demons. Quite an interesting rumor. Who, who would spread such a... Not me! An awful thing. And if I were you, I would be careful saying her name and your name together. Don't let her get your name. Don't let her get your name? Your name! Cole, don't let them get his name. Well, I suppose I owe you another round. Oh! And he's happy to receive another drink. Back at the study in the Luminae Academy, it's been another hour or two of researching and gathering information. Uh, talking around with this young student next to you, he's... Age is just a number. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm. We're in the restricted section. <laughs> That one there, officer. That one there. Yes. 
were you grooming yourself to get that joke out at the right time? <laughs> <I was. laughs> um, <laughs> grooming your <laughs> you questionable word to use. <laughs> Uh, he is. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> it's been a great run of five seasons. People are often worried about monetization. Never been an issue. No, no, no. Never <laughs> been an issue. Well, trying to get ahead in this industry, not going to happen. What we lose in some groups, we gain in others. God. Keeping oh, status quo. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right. Do you want a DM inspiration back? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I owe it. Uh, this young man is what has been enamored of you, asking questions. Oh, I heard you were casting spells, and uh, you chat with him, and he's got to go off to some other classes. But before he leaves, you do grill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particularly, you had asked. Uh, between sessions about the potions yes. that you guys acquired. And he says you should go talk to Panman Goodflower, a student. Panman Goodflower? Panman Goodflower, a student known for her potions. Okay. During that time, though, you're also continuing to study and study, and there was another topic you were looking to study. There was. And that would have been the shades, what the what the creatures themselves were to give some clue of why they might have been there. All right. Um, and what connection they may have with the Lady Valador. Having spent some time, you see no connection to uh, Lady Verador. Curses. But there is the possibility of two bits of information for you also to acquire. Lovely. History roll eight, and then a history roll ten. Okay. Uh, that is a thirteen. And we'll twelve. count that. Sorry, we'll 12. count that. You can also do an arcane if you want. Uh, they're both. Okay. They're the same. They're both based off intelligence. Huge so. for you then. Yep. Okay. So first one was good. Second one, I'm going to use my DM inspiration for because I rolled a two, and as we all know, you can't roll worse than a two. Um, and that's going to be a thirteen. All right. There you go. You have learned the shadow creatures you've been researching. You find reference to them with that description named as Shade Warpers. They are drawn from Illestel, the world of the dead. (laughs) Crumble. (laughs) (laughs) They are summoned beings used to gather information or desecrate an area. To do what? Two things? Desecrate an area or what? Gather information. Or desecrate an area. How about both? Additionally, you found deeper research in an older book that mentions that Shade Warpers were uh, noted as being in the company sometimes of creatures known as Fell Shades. And what are Fell Shades? Fell Shades are described as spellcasters who can sometimes turn invisible and love lashing out closely at wounded enemies. So they have invisibility. I am Felshade. I like to go invisible and lash out (laughs) at wounded enemies. (laughs) Lol. (laughs) And long walks. 
and you, that's the culmination of all your time. What would the six of you like to do? Oh, and the, we also have Fiona with Vessel and uh, Caven uh, doing some communing and praying at the large, beautiful temple of the Church of Soline. Soline is my shepherd. You're not there. <laughs> oh, that's just the... They, they want him there. It's a, it's a request sometimes. <laughs> it's the chorus in your church. What would the six of you like to do? So since we do have these potions, there's a... You're all met, met up? Yeah, there, I yeah. Okay. The, yeah, I think... Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, unless you all had something to do it. Are we at, no, the community has, has yeah, ended. At the academy dormitory. Our, our quarters. Uh, there's a... Student, Pan Panman Goodflower, who we can speak to about what these potions may do. Uh, Fiona? Yeah? Yeah. Where do we find her? Uh, or where do we find them? I don't know who it is. <laughs> um, uh, she supposedly is a student here. I would have to inquire further. That is the only thing that I had time to learn of these potions as I've been learning some other bits of information. From the tavern. And I share yeah. <laughs> bits we just covered. From the tavern we visited, Cole and I were able to gain information on the Veridor family themselves. Notably, they're often associated with demons, apparently. Most concerning. I wonder if perhaps the fell shade that is usually in charge of the Shade Warpers, perhaps as the demon referenced. Shade Warper? The creatures that we fought. We just went over this. Yes. Well, memory is not up to snuff yet. Well, where are we going? <clears throat> That's we... the question, right? Like, where? where's the next step? Oh, and Cole did find something about a dragon. Put that in the back of the. That's true. The back of the logs, I believe. What? Oh, the job posting. Someone says beast that they're afraid of, and they said blue dragon. Not common these days. How did these shape shade shade warblers? Shade warper, my good man. Shade warper. Shade warpers. How do they enter our realm? Our plane. They are drawn from the realm of Illustel, the land of the dead. Then that's where we need to go to stop them. That is absolutely not where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like a good place. They have to be on the guest list to get in. <laughs> and you don't want to be on the guest list. <laughs> yeah, we cut them off at the... At the, at the Perhaps we track down your student this good flower see what more information we can gain from them a tangible lead uh, they are more knowledgeable about the potions I believe I don't oh, think yes. there are any relevance to our other concerns to my knowledge well, the, the 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 one person I was able to gain most of my information from did mention that we would want to be discreet in our efforts concerning the Verador family he seemed to not Want us to be mentioned in the same breath as them. And who who was this contact? Faldak, the very 
trustworthy gnome. He says, Did you do that intentionally, Seth? <laughs> Chokes on his beer a little bit. <laughs> his name was Her! One too many beers! <laughs> <laughs> My favorite so far is Kaven trying to think ta tactically how to defeat the world of Illistel. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps if we uh, flank it from two sides, yeah. we'll catch the world by surprise. <laughs> Go in the back door. Well, these, as much as I'd like to find out about these potions, it doesn't seem like the most important thing we could be spending our time on tracking down some random student, right? Uh, that is true. It was just a uh... Elite yes. uh, no, I mean, information that seems kind of interested. I love potions. I mean, in our other pursuits, if we know what these potions may do, we may find them of use as we travel. We could always about. go back to the the potions classroom. I'm sure the teacher would uh, would help us. Is there any more connection to the uh, Lord Buskier? I only ask because we've been talking about Veramore because of the. Donations that she made. We're looking for the books. He was a knight vigilant. King of the street performers. I don't think that's right. Is that right? Ward Busker. <laughs> right. The, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to not hear that ever again. <laughs> he's your brother. I know. Uh, but if he's a big deal with the Order of the Vigilant, maybe they would have more information on him. Sounds like he was a big Soline follower, and that's not very demon worshipy. That's from what I've gathered here. I agree. agree. But sometimes the apple does fall far from the tree. Let's go get shake the tree. Uh, you like shaking trees. The Order of the Vigilant are quite a tight-lipped bunch, but I'm more than open to attempting a conversation with them. Not myself, of course, but... Yeah. Somebody else, perhaps. Argus a... sings a pretty good song. He gets all yeah. sorts of people to talk to him with those. Or a holy warrior would be close to their hearts, perhaps. I could discuss invading Illustel with them, yes. Oh, yes, you. Right, perhaps Aragus would be a good, <laughs> a good bet. You also mentioned the summoning of the Shades. Yes. And that the Lady Valador is known to consort with demons. That's... Would the two connect? It would make sense in conjunction with in, in connection with the books, as the shades seem to, I believe, come from the books themselves. And they were perhaps somehow secreted there and through some spell, a devious bit of magic, awaiting uh, some signal or some other shade to come and unlock them. And you get mentioned them she does not leave her home. That she is may what use, we have learned. She may use these shades to gather information yes. on her behalf. That is true. That is what they are for, in fact, or to desiccate an area. That is all I can say. Yes. Dry it out. That is desiccate, my friend. To desiccate. Desecrate. Desecrate. That too. 
<laughs> I'm using the older Bizerin form. <laughs> Timer starts now. <laughs> never wrong. A wizard is never wrong. <laughs> And he lies precisely when he means to. <laughs> where, where do we find these knights? Um, Our paladin knows there is a hall for the Order of the Vigilance here in the city. He has passed by it several times. Maybe you caught him sitting in his car outside watching it. <laughs> texting the Order a couple times, but uh, yeah. He's very much aware where that hall is. Having whole conversations by himself. Uh, <laughs> I He's playing in his in-room about being in the hall. <laughs> I can take us to talk with them. Yeah. There's no sense standing around here. I'm Sir Caven. No, no. Hello, I'm Sir Caven. No. Whoa. Whoa. Hello, Sir Caven. Cats. <laughs> More gravel. <laughs> Less gravel. We could perhaps... And I know this is always a good idea to split up. Um, and I could, I or we, Fiona, could search for Panman Goodflower while some of these others. I feel like my friend here, Vessel, would like to uh, meet some ah, holy knights. That's fair. Um, if you do not mind, well, if everybody else is going, I should not stay behind then. Yeah. And miss out on whatever fun shenanigans this group is about. They have a game they play. It's called Night Night Squire. Tell me about this game. I am enthralled. I'm walking. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nightful Tower. I'll tell you later. Hide um, the golden cloak. <laughs> You guys uh, make your way through the city, passing by the, speak for you. the hundreds and hundreds of people making their way around with carts and wagons and activity. You get out of the way as a four-wagon train goes by, loaded with goods, heading towards the city gate. It's a lively city. It's compared to previous seasons where we played in this world. This city is very clean uh, and well-kept. Uh, tall three four story buildings that are also well kept the people seem relatively nice um that's probably one of the safest places you've been in unless you go in the sewer um <laughs> you make your way to the uh vigilant hall uh, the hall is a large, long, Viking-looking structure from the outside. It stands out as an older building, probably has been here for quite some time. It's part stone uh, walls, part wooden sections as well, uh, and the wood has been replaced over the uh, centuries, um, but the stone looks very, very old, old and well-worn. There is a... Uh, banner of the order on a on a flag outside and there's also a Soline symbol card into their door as this knightly group are big followers of Soline and she is also the goddess of the official ordained goddess of the kingdom of Calavier as well. The six of you uh, walk up to these big doors. There's no one stopping you from going in whatsoever. The door is even partially ajar, ajar big big double door of thick splintery-ish wood uh, as you step inside and inside you see there is a big fire pit with a small fire in the middle of the room there are a bunch of benches along the sides there's a uh, 
triple thrones set up on the far side, all equal size, uh, with some steps leading up to them. And only a single soul is here. A middle-aged looking man in some leather armor who is writing with a quill and ink in a book, who's sitting on one of those steps to the throne. Uh, and uh, the place looks just really quiet and dark and uh, small and cool uh, when you enter. Uh, Kaven will approach this another clad person. All right. He looks up and he says, uh, Good morn! Yes, good morning. We are here to seek out information from some of the Order. Uh, how can I be of assistance? I am Sir Leric. Sir Leric, my name is Caven Boulderfall. I haven't heard that name before. Yes, we, my friends and I, we are, um, we, we help the Academy, Illuminae Academy. <laughs> that is good. Anyway, we're looking for information. How do you help the Academy? Oh, well, we uh, retrieve relics. We uh, retrieve lost items. We do the, the jobs. Capture bad guys? Capture, Capture bad, bad guys. guys? Yeah. And who are you, little one? Oh, my name's Fiona Tumblepot. Peep and I. Peep and I. Hey, you know that? Can't say that. Nice. Not sure what that means, but yes. <laughs> and this this would mean you know quite well, say, the headmaster of the school. Yes. The headmaster is who usually gives us our assignments. Oh. I can't quite remember his name. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been there. That's nice of you to bring it up. Mine has a big blank underneath where it says headmaster waiting for the name to really? appear. Really? Uh -huh. Well, it would be the person who's in charge of assistant professor Galaserius. He says, oh, you know Galaserius. Yes. Well, what you do then is valuable work. I don't get down to the academy often. Um, headmaster Videl doesn't call upon our order Yeah, I much. didn't have that written down. <laughs> Well, you should, he points to his little book. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's, it's a, it's an important place that gets overlooked. The gathering of knowledge, the sharing of, of intellect, which has not always been my strong suit, but it helps out the kingdom and the world at large. And it's good for them to have, uh, Good eyes like yours, keeping an eye on it. Well, we we do what we can. You get prodded in the back by Cole, who's half pushing you forward, half getting you to, like, let's go. <clears throat> if, if, if you would, gentlemen, allow me. Good Sir Leric, Erigus Willoughby, Halfling Bard, Association of the Academy... We seek information on families most ancient, those who made the city what it is today. 
I'm wondering if you could point us in the direction of those. Anyone who might know of these families, great and small. I'm afraid you're talking to the wrong person, then. You've got access to the greatest wealth of information about the city uh, at the Academy. <clears throat> yes, our, our information seeking there has fallen short. We need a more practical knowledge. Someone with true spirit. We need to know about Lord Buskier. Why is it so hard for people to talk? Sometimes you've got uh, to grease the wheel a little bit, Cole. There's a certain decorum to be followed. I don't know what that means. Do you know about Lord Buskier? Yes. He founded this place. He was a member of the Order of the Vigilant. In fact, he helped rename the town of Almithra. He's kind of a big deal, and we figured that you might have some really interesting information about him that you would know about. Yes, more information than that, perhaps. <laughs> might be helpful. <laughs> well, of course I know him. He's the most famous... He's me. <laughs> He's, the most... <laughs> He's the most famous knight of Almithra. Uh, everyone here in the city uh, of note knows the name of Talon. Lord Talon was uh, a, a, a great uh, figure in creating the city uh, years and years and years back. Why do you seek information about him? We're interested in his connection to the Veramors and what it was like when he founded Almithra in the beginning. Are there any statues or monuments or anything to him and his work here? Of course. There's the big one in the outside the Church of Selene in the plaza out front of it. Right. Right. What about the other one? I don't know another one. There's no one other? No. Two others? Definitely no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one that we'll uh, check out then. Is there anything that you have of here that is like really neat? of his, like an ancient piece that we might be able to see. I know this isn't a museum, but sometimes there's some really cool pieces that you may keep of old knights around. No, uh, there's no such thing here. There's pretty much me and my book keeping an eye on this place. Where's, the, if, if I may, the cavalry? Where are your knights, your fellow agents of Serene? They're up north. Dealing with battles greater than ours, are, perhaps? Yeah, I, I should imagine so. We rotate uh, someone to keep watch here at the hall from time to time. I'm here for the next four months. I imagine if they are indeed up north, it is likely undead they are facing. They've been known to do that from time to time. Knowles and the dead are almost always the order of the day. And the dead are exactly who you speak of. Lord Talon, he fought against them many a time. Yes, we don't know much of his travels, but we do know that. You may want to send a horse up north and let them know that the undead are here in Dalmithra once again. There are. Look, I've heard of occasional corpse walking around the graveyard. Is it something like that? A no. dozen city guard might be able to take oh, that down. Oh, dear sir. In the library at the academy... Within the academy walls itself, mm. amongst books old as the city itself, perhaps, 
The pages themselves are gone, the words stricken from them, and the undead appear. We know not why, but we mean to know. Well, I can certainly see if I can send a message up north. The city guard are very isolated in where they provide their protection. There's not much aid unless it's a direct crime right then and there within their very neighborhood. Same with the hill guard. And our nights are far and few between. Sir Larrick, do you know of Shadow Warpers? Never heard of them. What of what of fell shades? Never heard of that. Excellent. We mean not to worry you, dear sir. We only wish to inform you of the trouble that may be coming. But what does this have to do with Lord Talon? Hopefully nothing. There's an interesting level of connection that we're looking for for the books that he mentioned and who donated them to the li the library of Luminae. Looks like they might be related. We're not sure yet, but we want to find out. Before doing anything, we want to make sure that we're not stepping on anyone's toes and getting in anyone's way and that we're finding the right information in the right places. What's your book about? <laughs> it's my journal. Oh, it's about you. Yes, what I've done each day. Sometimes I draw pictures of food and post them on Instagram. No, it's about me and my life. <laughs> That's fascinating. Are there other journals of other knights here? No. Like Lord Buskir, maybe? No. They, no one else keeps a journal but you? The... It's my hobby and my interest and keeps me sane while I'm here alone. Uh, Lord Talon was a great warrior, founded our city, fought back the dead many times. He is a hero. Are Sounds there... awesome. Do you Are... have anyone else you hang out with? I visit a bar from time to time. It is that the Brass Garden? No. Uh oh. Well, Are just... there any, like, world maps or anything in this kind of hall that we're in? Sure. Um, are they detailed at all with, like, military-type uh, pinpoints and things like that? No, they don't have anything. Just the one on labeled it. top secret. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but there is, like, just a world map. with World map, just like this giant yeah, okay. one we have here. Under That's in the garage. <laughs> Sir Larrick, I don't mean to be forward, but I really you appreciate seem... Oh, accusatory. <laughs> Not even a little. I'm mostly grateful for your time. And I don't want you to feel like you have to hold down this entire fort. My brother Kevin here is an amazing paladin and on his way to being an incredible knight. And you don't need us ever. You're clearly really good at what you do. They wouldn't trust you with this entire hall Too much grace if you weren't in charge. But I'm saying... If you ever need a beer, you come find us. We're going to take care of you. And we would love to hang out and talk with you more. Mm. Took a vow of sobriety. <laughs> and you're a knight. N no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he looks down at his one, feet. One of, the, one of those no's comes from thus. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, I am... 
Mr. Kevin, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kevin, no night. I, I desire to be an acolyte of, of Celine and to learn and perhaps someday be knighted. Perhaps someday join the order. But uh, I'm just a... I'm just a Goliath from Boulderfall. He says, well, if you keep on this path and keep the academy safe and the students well-guarded, you are on the right track to such a future for yourself. I'm sure we could use a good man like yourself. Get you monitoring a hall in some distant city just like me. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> but they say the key to keeping a keen mind is using it. And I think perhaps you should drop by from time to time and see how you battle me in a game of chess. Oh. I would like that, Sir Eric. Wonderful. Then I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Wonderful again. Well, we, we must not waste any more of your time. Well, thank you for dropping by. Thank you for your service. Uh, cower before your might and all that. Yes, yes. Etc. Etc. Ours is the fury. Yes, yes. <laughs> you guys head out. You spoke Cold very... Uh, on the back. You see? You spoke very eloquently and uh, with much purpose. Uh, um, Make a diplomat of you yet, Cole. Uh, no. He did all the hard stuff. Mm. Vessel, great job being quiet. Yes. <laughs> That's that my boy. Scare you. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> I like to think that pause was a lot longer in, in actual <laughs> game time. <laughs> Just, he doesn't have the buffer space for <laughs> processing that. Maybe it's nothing. And I'm sure we've walked past it a hundred times already. But let's go take a look at that Buskier monument. See if there's anything we weren't looking for before. It yes. cannot yeah. hurt. To the temple. <clears throat> it was near the temple, right? It was in front. In front? In front of the temple. All right. Is that where you guys headed? Yeah. yeah. You go to the Church of Soline again. Outside of the church is a wide open plaza with dark gray st uh, stones laid out in a kind of a uh, fanning out multiple spiral, almost plumage like pattern on the ground. Very reminiscent of some French uh, European style plaza. There are benches around there, people with some uh, carts selling uh, apples and uh, tchotchkes and that kind of stuff. Other people milling about, some enjoying a nice uh, plaza relaxation bench atmosphere. Others are going to and fro their different buildings that circle this huge wide plaza. Dominating it is the church, which is in the center of it. Huge, tall, towering church with its freaking 40-foot uh, doors that you, some of you have already been to. And... Not far from the church is a raised section with a statue on it of two trees that hang over a, a male figure standing proudly with a sword down and a helmet in his arm. And there are benches around there and there's a family in one of the benches and they're playing with their kids. Another bench is a couple that's eating some food on a stick and just this relaxed vibe and atmosphere as it's springtime in the city of Elmithra. Is the statue like 
cordoned off in any way. No, there's a kid literally climbing between his legs as you approach. <laughs> Someone slap the child. Have some respect! <laughs> no, I don't actually do that. That's not very nice. But I will just kind of walk up and do my good old giant teeth coal smile. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> the kid screams and runs off. Uh... <laughs> And the father bravely stands up and puts the child behind him and says nothing and sits back down. <laughs> it's going to say, you're not that guy. <laughs> you don't want to do this. Ergus just leans over. They're the same age. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Valamir will kind of inspect the statue looking for any hidden things. How about uh, they, uh, detect magic? Yeah, go for it. Let's try that and see if anything Give happens. Give that a go. Don't think it will, but we'll find out. Um, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Detect magic, <laughs> casting time, one action, concentrate up to 10 minutes. Um, you can sense the pres presence of magic within 30 feet of you. Um, you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. And you have to be. And saying, I learn it's magic. No, 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 no. That's the gnomish way to do magic, <laughs> my friend. He does it. Noom. You mean the right <laughs> way? Oh, to no, do it's, it. it's just. <laughs> no. Out, come out, wherever you are. I need to find the magic. Where is the magic? <laughs> uh, that's what you're casting. Yes, detect right. magic. And that's a level that one spell? That is a spell. level one spell. Yes. Range self. Uh, all right. You cast said spell. You detect no magic at all around this statue or its trees or base until the spell is just about to finish. A few moments and you get a lingering sensation that there was some sort of trace of little dusty magic bits that were left there from maybe a day or two ago. I don't like detecting magic because I have to hold the note on the magic that I find. Magic! Someone <laughs> for, get the fuck magic, please! For ten minutes. <laughs> Until someone grabs it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll point out the area infected with magic. It's just uh, around his head area. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, his ah. sword area. Uh, Hilt or um, by the ground. I'm guessing it's a large sword. Yeah. Um, uh, the blade area. Okay. I do take some exception to the word infected with magic. Looks <laughs> <laughs> I just got from the whole right. group. Um, well, okay. A bard doesn't always choose the words that come. crowd of You're infected with inspiration. <laughs> Kamen took a seat on the bench next to the father and son. Okay. <laughs> the bench sort of, sort of, the bench sort of caves down. accidentally holding the same pose as it's the like statue. like a seesaw. <laughs> you automatically do that with every statue. With every yeah. statue. <laughs> um, yeah, Aragus will just kind of look over. Uh, somewhere on the, the sword, the base of the sword, on the blade. Check there. Yeah, Valimir's checking everything out. All right. And Caven? Yeah, Caven's just sitting there, his eyes closed, his head slightly bowed and he is casting divine sense divine sense on the boy no <laughs> not on the boy 
tricky episode we're playing here. <laughs> what is the difference between divine sense and detect magic? Divine good sense and evil. has to do with good and evil. And if there's oh, a, mine does tell me what type a, of magic. If there was a hallowed spell, um, or the location of any celestial fiend or undead within sixty feet. Celestial fiend or undead, you know the type. Uh, what you can also the present object that has been consecrated. The presence. Uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, you cast this effect, and again, how does this look? It's it's very benign, very low key. He's just eyes are closed, head slightly down. Ugh. Where is it? Sitting there quietly, <laughs> pulling a daredevil, listening for heartbeat. Right. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, you create this effect. It only lasts six seconds. Uh, when you finish that, you have no sense of anything at all dealing with those uh, attributes. Okay. However, oh. make a religion 18 roll, That's for a lot. A, for a tiny bit of information. The boy is undead. <laughs> 18. No. Okay. Nothing to worry about. No, 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 Kevin, I swear, it's right here on the sword. Somewhere on the sword, there is magic. I'm telling you. You were doing something, Valamir? Yeah. Uh, Valamir is inspecting the statue, especially as he gets information from uh, Aragus, our bard, uh, on where specifically to focus and concentrate due to the um, trace magic hint. Okay. You spend time looking around that sword area in particular, and you may... Yeah, you're there. You may make a similar role. This would be... Arcane 18 for a little bit of information. Uh, that's going to be a 24, because I rolled a 19. Wow, wow huge. Called my bluff, I see. <laughs> uh, well, it's pretty clear. <laughs> Only a fool would miss this. <laughs> miss what? <laughs> I'm not sure yet. You detected part of the magic, <laughs> but what you missed was all the magic. It's <laughs> my magic butt. You sense nothing at all about the sword. You're giving up. There's nothing here at all. And then you gain a sense, similar to what he had, a faint hint of magic that may have been on this statue, but around its neck. But then you don't know. There's oh. there's no tracing of it, and then the feeling fades, and you're not sure. How tall is the statue? Uh, it's larger than man size. Say 12 feet, and then it's raised, so maybe 15 feet high total. So oh, Goliath, and, Goliath height. and then even higher, because then these two trees that are almost like palm trees that hang over. Mm. The neck area of... Yeah, so. We've well, got share, a jack right there. Do you share any information? Do you share oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I absolutely yeah. share. I can make a arcana roll without too much pressure. Yeah. Um, make your calls for it. So I have uh, climb on the back of my vessel here. All right. Can you go closer to the statue, buddy? I do this for Solid. <laughs> <laughs> and steps. march over and lift the uh, Fiona up to stand face to face with the statue. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to look at where Valamir described he sensed. Okay. 
some magic. All right. Um, you spend some time looking in that area. As you do so, a gentleman approaches dressed in the City of Almithra guard outfit. Yeah. Hi! <laughs> Cole says right to him, big teeth. He puts a defensive hand up and says, Stay back, drunkard. You there! <laughs> Child, climb on down from there. Yeah! <laughs> Stay away from those statues. What? what wait, what is that? <laughs> Looking at Vessel. <laughs> this is my friend. You thought he was a statue? He, come on down. Okay. Are you coming down? Yeah. All right. This is not a toy to climb on. I've oh. told you and your little friends many times. I wasn't climbing on it. I was just looking at now, it. Now let's 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 stay away. There you go. There's a good girl. <laughs> oh, this is not going to go well. What? She is Why, I wasn't mind. even touching it. I was just looking at yeah, it. Yeah, no touching. I wasn't touching no it. No touching. Okay. And you, no drinking. I didn't drink. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And he walks away, casting a look over his shoulder at the both of you, and then disappearing into the crowd. Can you, can you get me back up there, Vessel? Mm -hmm. oh, I do this for Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> and lift Fiona back I won't, up. I promise I won't hurt it. I just want to look at it. All right, you're lifting her up? Yeah, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. You got Fiona up there. Fiona, you are looking around without climbing and touching. You can make an arcane, is arcane or arcana? Arcana. Arcana roll with disadvantage. If you choose, you can clamber on it and touch it aggressively for about 15 to 30 minutes, and then it'll be a regular 15 roll. 15 to 30 minutes? No, I'll do it at disadvantage. All right. Ah, do the aggressive touching. Well, I can. go play a tune for, for the crowd. Yeah. Vessel will oh, get mad. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Ergus He doesn't to... like to break the rules. Mm. Okay. Oh. A 19 would have been awesome. It would have been. Uh, instead, I get a five. Um, Got a bunch of inspirations. Yeah, I do. I'm going to get <laughs> one. Does that involve re rolling both then? Yes. You're so hard on us, Tom. Yes. Seven. Okay. You glean no information with a quick look. Perhaps distraction? Ergus just walks over to the crowd. Or maybe, like, somebody that doesn't look like a child could go up there and not get yelled at by <laughs> Officer Pig. <laughs> well, Jesus, I'm out. A -cap. It's a um, family <laughs> name. <laughs> it's two G's. P-H-I-G. P-H-I-G. We have been police for my entire <laughs> career. Um, yeah, if, that, if that's what the plan is, Valamir will yeah. climb up on, on him. Um, and while casting... On, on, on him? Him who? The statue. The statue. statue. Oh, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I get treated like an object all day, so... What? That That's not how I view you. No, no. <laughs> he just called me a statue, so I was oh, like, yeah. he called me a little kid too. Vessel uh, is true. objectified pretty regularly. I yeah, think so. You know, you all day long. <laughs> Valmir, what were you doing? 
I am going to climb up upon that statue, and then I'm going to aggressively touch it for 15 to 30 minutes. All right. You do so. Please be careful. That is a sacred statue. Oh, be careful. <laughs> As I'm like, you know, just grabbing all over it. Licking handling your hands it. after every touch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's nasty. Salty. It is just five minutes. Other people have been up here. It's just five minutes in when you hear from the crowd, all right, then. Get on down from that. There's no child doing anything obscure. Uh, well, I, th I, th I thought our bard was performing. I was going to, and then he mentioned the tall person playing. I said get down. Haven reaches up and... Sorry. Haven! Cole, Cole reaches up and... Punches Caven in the face. <laughs> Just <laughs> yelling. Ah! Boom! Right in the face. Cole! He says, oh. <laughs> oh, You better get in there. That's not going to end well. You take one point of bludgeoning damage, Caven. Cole jumps right on top of you and says, We're doing Char style. And punches again <laughs> right. right on the ground next to his face. I oh, yeah. told you never come back here. But but I'm 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 your brother. <laughs> and he picks up your, your shoulders and starts slamming you on the ground. So emotionally. <laughs> showed your face and just yelling and screaming as much as possible and rolling and dragging Caven away from the statue. All right. But, but the... I'll miss you. <laughs> <laughs> the guard comes over and tries to get between the two of you and stop that. You don't know. And it's is uh, pulled away from the statue for some time. You... So it's 15 minutes of combat for them? <laughs> I'm just checking the that crit is, points. That's a lot of rounds. That's 150 Ugh. rounds by my count. <laughs> I gotta take some of the damage. Keep <laughs> <laughs> this up. Uh, they are going into uh, a fight, a tussle, crowd is gathering, and you have some time to continue to look at the statue of Valamir. You can make an arcana roll, uh, difficulty 18 again, for a little bit of information. All right, and I'm going to drop my two out of my three DM inspirations for the day, because I just rolled a three. I will re-roll, and I will fail. Okay. Uh, yeah. You sense nothing else other than what has Can already been. Can I use another DM inspiration? You may not. Is there a plaque on the statue that says anything? <laughs> yeah, it says his name. Um, <laughs> Lord Talon Buskier. And I didn't learn the type of magic that it was? No. The school of magic? Nope. Just a slightest hint of that there was magic residue. Oh. It says I learned magic. Nope. I get, it also <laughs> says you learned it now. This was from a long time ago. So you're getting just the faintest hint of it. Uh, I said never say her name. But she's her mom. Jeez. Breaking a barrel that's outside and just kind of like kicking him into it. Very much get helping and throwing him across the area. The guard separates you two finally and says, uh, what's the meaning of this? Oh. Uh, and like Valamir's like, and then like walks off. <laughs> oh, he just made a couple hand gestures. So sorry. He's my brother, and he really likes to get into acting. 
We're trying to do some stunt work. Why does your brother sound like the donkey from Winnie the Pooh? It's a really good voice. He's been practicing, right? Donkey voice? I guess. <laughs> now, uh, you two uh, need to come to some agreement here, or I'll have you under arrest. Shh. Oh, we don't. No, no arrests are needed. They sometimes get angry at each yeah, other. Yeah, be quiet, girl. You two. And cut! <laughs> Amazing scene work. Where did you find this young man? Brilliant work, gentlemen. Sir, thank you so much for your efforts in helping us with our scene work today. We'll be going. Make a deception roll with advantage. <laughs> he likes this. Where's my character sheet? Deception. Well, that's a good one for me. With advantage, 12. <laughs> you were so eager to read that off. I know. Um, it was so fast. He says, um, what exactly? No, no, hold on. He grabs onto you, Aragus, letting everyone else go. Grabs you by the collar. Here's as a director of theater. Pause here for a second. Uh, Vessel speaks with Fiona. Uh, there may be opportunity here. You are qualified to assail such a statue. I was up there for a minute. You think I should go back up there? I think so. You're going to let me crawl around? I trust everyone and you just a little bit more. Oh, my goodness. Thank <laughs> you. I thought you were going to exclude somebody from that. <laughs> <laughs> we're early in the seasons. <laughs> uh, People will fall off the list. Fiona will... will... Get after it a little with a little more intensity. Okay, you're just like around. looking over the guard's shoulder, hamming it up a little bit. Don't have never alone of my years. He says, "There's no shows or performances allowed in the plaza at all." You're not getting paid for this day's work. No, but you will pay a fine to the city. Come with me. Oh, we need that guy. We're just playing. Ah, oh, I'm sorry, boss. There's nothing without me. Back to one, people. Back to one. <laughs> <laughs> and he drags you off to a nearby guard tower that is just on the edge of this plaza. Great. Where you are taken inside and <sighs> given a fine and a stamp of paper that shows you have paid the fine. And the fine is 1d8 silver, oddly enough, in the legal books. <laughs> Three clearly is the legal requirements. Subject and... to change day by day. Roll again. It should be two silver for the unmanhandling you call fluffing my nape. I'll need a receipt. They provide the receipt. You must pay three silver. I do it. Fiona, that stakes That's time. for the receipt. <laughs> it's the paper. And you may make an arcane, arcana roll. You have some extra. I'll say 16. It's still not easy. Straight, no disadvantage. Don't burn it. All yeah. Right. Get rid of that dice. Hey, how about a 23? That Ooh, is high. Yes. What is your arcana skill, might I ask? Five. Oh, nice. <laughs> the head of the set <laughs> comes right up. It's a pence. Um, you detect, again, hints of this magic and sense a source as though it's like a distant 
like a like a cupid's arrow with little crystalline energy like a comet trail leaving and you're not seeing the arrow and you're just seeing the remnants of where this uh, little comet tail has come from and you can sense this visual magic uh, view for just a moment it starts to fade and you can barely keep it in your eye for again focusing intently on the magic and it's coming from the northwest part of the city and it was brought several hours ago not a day or two as was previously okay Um, well, then I'll gather up everybody and let them know what I sensed. Where is that, uh, that lady's house? Uh, that I do not know, my friends. We would have to ask about discreetly. Does that have to and be he looks discreet? at everybody else. <laughs> Except for Vess, who is discreet. I mean, it can't be that hard to find. Where is, do we know, like, where the, the bougie part of the city is? Uh, to the northeast, north, and northwest. Okay. So um, we're definitely at least on I'm the I'm going to guess she's the in the city. northwest part of the you know, city. We should still find out. I mean, we... I... Let's start walking that way. Yeah. Okay. You guys start walking to the northwest, is that correct? Yep. yep. You head that way, no idea where in this large city northwest you are going. You make your way in that general direction. Wandering through wide avenues, smaller streets, connecting streets, you all don't know this city very well. All of you are new in some way to the city. But you are able to continue making your way northwest. You reach a point where there is a large wall with uh, old battlements on top that separate one section of the city from another, uh, different layers of the city from long ago. And you pass through a, uh, a big gate, and it has a steep rise up to another uh, part, uh, neighborhood of the district up there. Um, but not moments after you get through the gate, you hear the clippity-clop of horse hooves. And two horses wearing stylish barding to protect them, and two members of the Hill Watch. This is a city guard of a higher caliber for this uh, neighborhood region in particular. They come riding up. You see, you this is a much less crowded area once you went through that gate. Um, and there are not a bunch of people going to and fro. There are not uh, people hawking their wares. Um, you are kind of standing out. These two horses come up, and uh, these are uh, armored individuals. They get up close in a bit of intimidating way, kind of coming at you from with the side of their horse to get a lot of mass in front of you and maybe create like a V shape of the two horses. And they have their helmets up, and they look at you and say, Good afternoon! What is your business here on the hill? Expedition for the Academy, dear sirs. And what is that expedition you talk of? Why, to gather information on families most ancient of the city, of course. You don't look the sort, and I have no mention of any arrival. I've just had a run-in with some of your lesser associates. Sorry for my attire. Kind of fixes his clothes a little bit. 
and points to the guards you might be able to just see past the barrier, if at all. Uh, you are not known to us. Do you have an invitation to be here? A bard simply goes where a bard feels the entertainment is needed. As for my associates, they help me with the information that I seek and also the wisdom that we share. Make a persuasion roll. That is a 17. He says, how long do you plan on being here within this these grounds? If all goes according to our plans, and they always do, I'll remind you, I'd say by nightfall. Perhaps morning, if you'll allow that. Make sure you're gone before nightfall. Nightfall it is. Be on your way, and they slowly clop off. Best work. Yes. Thank you, dear sure. Remember, gentlemen, try not to give anyone your name. Kevin wants to look back and see if we can see the statue of Lord Buskier. You cannot, you can see the top of the church from this raised position. Okay. This and there's, and we're kind of at the bottom of this neighborhood that's yep. ascending? Okay. And you make your way into this neighborhood. It's yep. got uh, some very fine-looking shops. Um, most of them look like they have magical lights inside to display their wares of fine clothes or uh, expensive-looking custom-made furniture and stuff. But there's no one in the shop. You see one shop that is uh, a pet shop of all sorts what? of groomed animals uh, and inc including some strange, more exotic style of creatures, of uh, snakes with wings. Although my character's not interested, I sure <laughs> shit out. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but when you go in, you try and peek in, uh, the door is locked and you can see there is a shopkeeper attending uh, a very rich looking woman um, and going from animal to animal type of a thing. It's a very different shopping vibe uh, here than other parts of the city. Can we go in and pet those snakes? I'm afraid the door is locked. I see, uh, I believe they probably deal with one patron at a time. We don't oh. have time for this. Why not? There's snakes with wings. We That's not, that doesn't interest you? We can come back. And Kaven is constantly looking for the road or the route that will take us to the highest point okay in the neighborhood all right you do so uh you get to the highest point and it is a uh villa there that has a big tall tower caven you in particular can make a perception roll hmm. 17. And you can see on top of this tower, there are some windows that look gorgeous. It's a walled compound, as many of the places are here. Uh, and this tower stands out above all the all the rest, clear the highest point in this part of the city. And on the very top of the tower, it's actually open and with four large arched openings at the very top of the tower. And within that arched area is a uh, big telescope-looking thing. Thinking back on the trajectory of 
how Fiona described, um, and with probably Fiona's consultation, uh, Valamir tries to figure out if that leads back to the statue via the arcane trajectory that was sentenced by Fiona. The telescope is pointed in a different direction. Okay. Does it look, though, that it can be pointed in various directions? Yes. Okay. Is there a name, coat of arms, any kind, anything that would identify who's, who's uh, the house. dwelling this is? Tower? Uh, it says the Wells House, W-E-L-L apostrophe S, uh, possessive. The Wells House, uh, outside, uh, engraved in the wall, actually. It will take much time to find the one place. Is there we a will have to, uh, ask, have to ask. There is. There is a guard shack here. It's a small little shack off to the side. There's a single guard and a small little like little blockade thing that goes down. This How many eyes does this guard have? <laughs> is there a bell? There, <laughs> there's no bell that you can foresee. Uh, that is uh, anybody lost in the moment. That is a reference back to a previous season where season we one? season one, one where we terrorized a uh, guard because. Uh, one of our people's psychotic, but Caven <laughs> uh, would like to go up to the guard shack. And is, this, is there is a guard there? There is. There is a guard there. It is a sleepy human uh, wearing very nice, frumpy. He, he's wearing Seinfeld's pirate shirt. Okay. <laughs> and nothing else. Good afternoon. He says, "Oh yeah, hello, hello." Um. Come on Wait. in, and he opens up Wait. the barricade to let you in. Thank you. So it's it's the human window with the Goliath so bending down in, yes. yeah, brute style into the camera. Yep. All right. I why walk on in? All right. He closes the gate behind you. So now I'm on the property. You're on the property. It's By a yourself. small, narrow little garden that goes around up to a, a nice looking door up front and a well kept garden. I go up to the door and. See if it's open. It is not open. Okay, then I knock. You knock. You wait for a while, and there is no response. You look back. The guard's watching your every movement. <laughs> um, the master of the house appears to be occupied. They're not answering the door. Could you let me in? Okay. She shambles up to the stop security <laughs> and opens up the door. That's the name of the company, Top Notch Security. Uh -huh. Inside's a beautiful checkerboard, black and gray tile with suits of armor. It looks uh, not well maintained and clean, and a little dark, uh, but extravagant and over the top. And he says, uh, "Barkley, uh, your guest is here." And then you hear, "What? Okay." And uh, the guard uh, motions for you to go inside awkwardly. Okay. He closes the door behind you. I go in. All right. If we did, we hear that. Sure. Um, 
we may need to waylay anybody coming to the Wells house for a few moments, uh, my good bard, if you... I am confused. Waylay? Waylay. It means to stall. And there's nobody here, Valamir. Yet, but uh, we must look about. I, I feel a performance in a city where performances are not common may be uncommon. I'm not asking for a... A song and a dance, my friend. Merely a distraction. <laughs> I love that that didn't even occur to Argus. <laughs> like, well, I can't do another song here. No one needs to hear a song. <laughs> Everybody needs to hear a song. I have only a few tricks in the book, dear boy. Well, you only see, level two. <laughs> you seem to do well with the city guard before, so I'm sure I'm sure you'll think of something. Yes. No worries. Should anyone approach us, I'll take good care of them with coal and vessel at my side. I'll teach you Scoville. <laughs> teach him what? Caven is waiting for Barkley. Yes, <laughs> coming down the spiraled stairs inside this mansion uh, is a gnome, an older gnome with a gray beard. And he is wrapping a little robe around him, and he's not holding on to the railing, just quickly wrapping around and going, Oh, oh dear, I totally forgot the time. Ah! And he trips and falls the last five steps. And Caven reaches out to catch him so he doesn't bonk his head at you, the bottom of the stairs. You stop his head from bonking on the ground. He gets back up and brushes himself off. Oh, thank you. Sorry about that. Most unbecoming. I'm sorry I kept you waiting. Ah, I'm so sorry, Mr. Mr. Boulderfall. Boulderfall, of course. Yes. Won't you come in for tea and whatever you eat? Yes. I, um, I was hoping we could get straight to the telescope. Of course, the telescope. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, my maid is gone for now, but I've got some tea brewing. And he takes you into a sitting room with some dusty books, uh, a globe of Varen you've never seen in your life, and you don't believe the Earth is round. Wait, <laughs> a, a globe? <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> I'm going to have to like bring down some spiritual wrath on this guy. <laughs> Soleen says it is flat. It is flat. We will not accept science here. Uh, there's another globe of a big rocky textured thing uh, and he has got a couple maps of Varen that are scattered throughout and you hear him off in another side room and uh, not too long after that a tea kettle whistling and he returns a few minutes later with some tea in a cup that is ridiculously small for you. <laughs> it's a little small for his small hands. Wow. Uh, and then some small cookies in the shape of different animals. I I take the cup of tea and I just put the whole thing in my mouth. The cup and all? Yeah. <laughs> and swish and spit. <laughs> and then I take the plate of cookies and do like the the Geico lizard commercial where like he's bringing the cookies to the door of his neighbors and like, like takes the whole plate. Oh, all right. Like, well, what we like to do is make a game where we say each name of the O, and <laughs> you just swallow them all. Thank you for your hospitality. Yes, of course. Um, Mr. Barefoot. No. Boulderfall. Boulderfall! I'm sorry, I've been so busy. Um, 
The telescope. Yes. I've told multiple neighbors that it is only pointed upwards, and I will continue <laughs> to reassure the general population of the city this. You pervert! <laughs> <laughs> Just a little pervert. <laughs> Never mind her. She's she's crazy. Size is just a number. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if I can see the cathedral from here, see the temple. The Church of Soline? Yes. Uh, I believe so. But why? I'm a... A student, a disciple, if you will, of Soline, and in my journey, I've discovered that finding different perspectives can lead to different opening of knowledge spaces. And this will help keep you all from bothering me? Yes, I, I spend much time in the temple seeing it close up, but I thought if I get a view of the temple from far away, maybe I will find some like All right, this way. And he leads you up. Tim, more surprised than anything how swimmingly this is going. <laughs> <laughs> he takes you up the stairs uh, to a more master suite hallway type area and then through a small uh, doorway through some narrower stairs into a uh, tight, very tight square stairs that go up and up and up and up and up and up uh, all the way to the top of the tower. The rest of you, after a while, can see a large-headed Goliath pop out at the top of that tower way up there next to the telescope. Uh, there is not a lot of room for you and the telescope and the gnome, uh, Barkley. No room for the gnome. And he is there. You see he's got a small table with some uh, weird-looking rocks on it, keeping pages down. Uh, he's got quill and lots of different inks, a couple books that are opened up, and then he has his telescope. And he says, uh, all right, now I'm only pointing this down into the city per your request. And he starts cranking this big uh, uh, wheel over and over again. And this cool-looking uh, metal copper brass telescope with a giant lens on it starts cranking down and down and down and down and down and down. And I told you he was a pervert. <laughs> yeah, He's doing it again. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> and he cranks another wheel he's cranking it and he's cranking yeah. another wheel oh, Jesus! and rotating that telescope over and he says oh, I think I've, I've about got it and he's looking through it and trying to get the angle right you duck as it swings by and you look and it's got that cartoony eyeball looking out the big lens right next to you um <laughs> And finally he says, yes, I think that's it. And he is now on top of a stool. He's got it arced down so high, he's got to be up to looking at the weird angle of the uh, the lens looking in. And that stool just happened to be nearby? Yes. Mm, weird. And he says, <laughs> uh, here, uh, you, can, you can just see the church from here. Okay. I go to the eyepiece and I look through. All right. You look through. You can see he's got it zoomed in on the top quarter of the church's Soline with a couple of its spires sticking out. You can just make it out. There's no view of the plaza of any way that you can see. Even with the naked eye, I cannot see, like, 
Oh, the statue would be right there. Or anything no, like there's no line of sight to that. But you, you do see the guard staring at you with his arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this went so smoothly. Can't see shit. Um, okay. Yeah. So does that satisfy <laughs> your curiosity? Um, most of it. What are these Zip. writings you have on the table? Oh, my writings are about the stars. I look into the heavens above and, and make my notations about rotations of stars, the rotations of our planet, how the sun moves and doesn't move. There's some interesting findings that might rock your world. He wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that might disturb the common notions of totally science. freak you out, man. The sun, the sun stays still. It is, oh, no. it is the center of Here our universe. <laughs> So you would think, but science shows the sun might actually be going around. But Soline says that the sun stays still. Ah. <laughs> His whole face is so mean. That's all twitches. <laughs> you know the undead? No such thing. <laughs> well, Bullshit. let us speak no more of this then. Is your, is your curiosity satisfied? Yes. Is your limited view, <laughs> and by that I mean the view that I'm providing that is limited, <laughs> satisfied? Thank you for being so gracious. Of course. Well, uh, make sure to tell all the others that I was happy to oblige and that if further inspections are absolutely required, I will certainly be happy to do so. I will pass that along. Wonderful. Thank oh, you. look, the HOA is assembled below. Pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> Pitchforks. That's unnecessary. <laughs> may, may I also have the cookie recipe? Uh, of course. And he quickly gets his telescope pointed back up, takes you downstairs, scribbles something down of a recipe for cookies, and uh, hands it off to you and says, Is there anything else, uh, Mr. Boulder Crash? Boulder Fall. Yes! No, but I do appreciate your time, Mr. Bargley, and perhaps we will meet again. Okay! Well, good day! Good day to you. He does not scorch you out the door and immediately goes skittering up the steps, trips over the last one, ah! And then gets up and continues back upstairs. I thought you were going to say falls back down. All right. Kevin <laughs> uh, walks outside, um, back out through the the gate. All right. The guard is dead. Your five friends surrounding his dead body. <laughs> he was asking too many questions. What happened? Two eyes it's are flat. missing. Yeah. The hand is gone. Well, that went surprisingly well. What did you find out? Nothing. Oh. That, that you and I have different definitions of surprisingly you know, well. He thinks the sun moves. We do not talk about such things. <laughs> yeah, don't talk about the sun. Red eyes. Blasphemy alert. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> you. you I able, had such high hopes. You weren't able to get anything from him? From the telescope? No, uh, you cannot see the statue from the telescope. I see. And you didn't give him your name, did you? Remember, we're not supposed to do that here. Um, I only gave him part of my name. Shit. 
Alright. It's not going to be easy. We gotta find out where this Lady Verador is. Oh. Hey, you guy. Yeah? Where's the Verador house? Oh, it's just a three over there. He points to the left. Oh, that... We were in W. We're supposed to be... Okay, we're supposed to be over there. In V. <laughs> v Street. That's so funny. That's weird. Thank you. You get married, you have to change yeah. streets. <laughs> I'd marry you, dear, but... <laughs> well, the market just doesn't work right now. rent controlled. <laughs> you can only marry up. You can't marry up. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to move that way. No one likes to move that way. They went east of the gate. You see that family? Um, we head towards point. the yeah. house. Okay. You guys head three houses down... Three uh, doors down. Three <laughs> doors down. You see there is another estate. This one is not walled in. It has a small courtyard around the outside that is not well kept at all. It looks very dry and dead mostly, not recovered and groaning, grown from the winter into spring. Uh, it is a big two-story affair that looks old, been here in the city for a long time. A, there are no fancy window lights like the shops you've passed by, and uh, it's relatively quiet, and you're at the door. There's no guard. There's no... No nope, guard. Not in. None of oh. that. Yeah, Ergus would like kind of mention that. No guard at this residence. Haven knocks on the door. No gates either. It looks kind of dumpy, too. Not very well kept. There is a unlock sound, unlocking sound at the door. A loud click. And then a sliding bar scraping open to unlock as well. And the door opens up. Beyond, you see a darkened foyer with a figure greeting you at the door, the likes of which you look somewhat familiar as a, an attendant, but also looks very bizarre, the likes of which you have never seen before. And we will take our break there. And we shall return in just a little bit to see what is beyond the door. Door number two. Be right back. The door is open, standing before you in a fancy servant-like outfit. A cross between a butler's outfit and a tuxedo. A weird mishmash of over-formal outfit is a very white-skinned human male who stands there looking at you awkwardly. It takes but a few moments to realize that there is something even more off about him as his hand that, is, that he's holding up almost as a flat palm. Hey, Chant! <laughs> oh, we haven't heard that enough. It's been a while. It's like a, a disadvantage of your character. You must do that when a hand is offered in any way. Our sacred culture. Me, Terry! <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. He holds up his hand uh, for a moment, and then it 
fades out of existence with just cloth arm behind it and the arm reappears as though it goes invisible for just a little bit and then reappears and then the same effect happens to his face he has this very flat affect and then his whole head fades out and reappears and then appears normal and then fades out and reappears he extends his hand all the way out towards you almost holding you at bay and bluish light starts to appear in front of his hand just a few inches in front of his hand little swirling twirling lights and it's spelling a word in the air in front of his hand i'd like to buy a vowel he's got a gun and the word that spelled is name Um, you're already fucked, so you might as well. <laughs> Is he too big, or can well, we see him too? The little <laughs> drunk person at the bar at 8 a.m. That is. But I told it to the other guy, not to this person. And we never said anything about the Baromare House at that time, so it was not in association with that name, so. But you have a question I think Ericus was pretty clear with his instructions, but that's all right. We can just keep going. All right. Um, <laughs> what was his name? I say the, I say the, I say the name. Baldick. Oh. Baldick. He curses. Like, ah! <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> all right. Baldick. Wow. Okay. He was he was such a fan oh, too. Oh man. Well, what did you Poor say? Poor guy. No good deed goes unturned. Yeah, if he didn't unpunished. say the right name, it could be someone else that he cursed. All right, so how do you say it? And how do you say it? And what do you say? I am Bat Sammy. Eight other people to get that. <laughs> uh, awesome. I say. I, I see that it says name, and I say, I, all I say is Baldic. Okay. That word name, ooh, it gets blown away as though it were dust, and then another squiggly line appears, and it spells out a new word. That word is purpose. Information. That word is blown away. And a new word appears, and that word is volume. Volume. Guys. <laughs> this has been all you, my friend. Volume, as in volume of book? Or volume of information? Or he's asking you to speak louder. Or the number six for volume of people. Are you sharing these words with us? Or he's probably like, turning around and mumbling. I'm saying because like you're yeah, a big I'm talk, dude. I'm talking to. Okay. To I'm just saying because you're a big dude, group. so I don't know. Um, Aragus just says, "Try silent." Avoiding your dreams. That word disappears. A new word appears, and it reads, 
purpose. Information about the Veramore house. There's a pause. That word disappears, then the replacement word is volume. Let's start with the beginning. One. <laughs> there is no response. <laughs> that word disappears, and this face fades in and out of this strange dude standing there in this odd outfit, and the word he has before him again is purpose. I don't know the I don't know the the answer to this riddle. Questions. Ask if we can come in. Caven, say the word invitation. Invitation. And the hand is stretched out closer to your face, uncomfortably closer to your face, and the word is replaced with volume. What was one of the book titles we saw? Yeah. The curse of Elminthra. Or cause. cause. Cause or curse. Cause of Elminthra. State that. The cause of Elminthra. All right. The hand is withdrawn, and you hear some footsteps approach. You see in the gloomy foyer a woman appear, a middle-aged lady with her hair in a simple ponytail, clearly another servant, um, fine-looking fine clothes, but very basic in design. Uh, and she comes up and says, All right, um, uh, I, this isn't very clear at all. You have to speak up. I can't get you from there. I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> I even said it! She steps in and uh, pats the guy uh, on his shoulder and says, uh, It's all right, Baz, I've got this. Name? <laughs> and she uh, steps in. She looks at you all, six of you standing there, trying to look beyond the giant Goliath in the doorway. <laughs> he just keeps matching where she's gazing and she looks at you all and kind of raises one eyebrow and has a little bit of a smile to her face looking at these six strange looking people information no go back <laughs> speak to an agent oh hello yes <laughs> jesus reception of the city is awful good day madam she says, um, yes, uh, good day. We don't get many guests here. Uh, nor many gardeners, I see. Oh, that's not how you start this, yeah. man. I thought you were <laughs> back to prison. Your lawn is shit, lady. Come on. <laughs> she says, funny, I would have pegged you for the charming one. Oh. <laughs> I dear lady. Speaking of shades, she's casting her eye <laughs> My dear lady, I mean no offense. I simply, simply feel little welcome from the 
spooky hand approaching us in the unwelcome effervescence of your place. Uh, that is by design. Oh, I see. Our bard rolls ones quite often. <laughs> I want... assume you are not here selling something. No. Lawn services. <laughs> <laughs> Three silver would do about <laughs> today's steak. I... No, madam, not loiterers, nor sellers of any kind, no tradesmen here, simply seekers of information. We were told that your family is well-known and well-respected. I would agree to half of that. And which one of you is Feldak? Oh. All eyes look at you, David. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be our donkey-mouthed friend. <laughs> donkey-mouthed friend. What the hell was that? It's a shower from upstairs. Oh. <laughs> what? I saw Jess getting angry. She's like, we've got a Foley artist now. I'm like, what the hell? Um. <clears throat> and you came because of the family reputation? Madam, it would appear that some of the donations brought to the most ancient library of the Almithran University have been stolen. The books I gave them are stolen. Yes, it would appear so. Interesting. Yes, and we only have the names of some of the stolen property, and we seek the owner of these pages to reclaim the words, if not copies of the books themselves, if there's such a thing. Oh, that's unfortunate. I didn't think they were worth much to begin with. Words directly from the source of the foundation of the city, madam. More important words I could not speak. I'm poor with manners, please. Come in, come in. Even you, she says with a smile to the I, bard. I don't deserve it, but I would thank you instead. And she holds the door open for all of you to enter. Thank you. Yeah, you. And she says to you, Aragus, I didn't catch your name. Ah, yes. Well, you know Fuldric the wise. I, of course, am Humble the bard. And Feldak or Feldrick? It's actually Feldak Feldrick. It's a surname. <laughs> <laughs> she closes the door behind you and slides a big metal bolt, blocking it closed. That's awesome. <laughs> Balamir kind of gulps at that. <laughs> We're in trouble. She motions you in to a living room. There are doorways going to different spots it looks again it's poorly lit not well used um she says as you can guess i don't entertain much but um have a seat you can probably bring some of those chairs around that old table there and i'll uh i'll have baz get you uh some refreshments and she whispers something to the tuxedoed fellow who glides across the ground and into another area you see Fiona. Your class pronunciation is still driving me insane. How do you pronounce your class? Artificer. Artificer. Soft. Artificer. Okay, thank you. 
uh, artificer. Uh, you, your eye catches as he goes underneath a doorway. Above that doorway is a silver sword across a silver shield, a lined shield mounted to the wall. I imagine it probably looks a lot like what's on the statue of Lord Taylor Basker. It does not. Well, then. <laughs> I have been wrong multiple what, times. <laughs> what draws her? What draws Fiona's eye to it? The. It's just that it's the uh, uh, the butler going just underneath it, uh, and it's standing out, and it is clearly magical in nature, as you see a slight hue of uh, energy emanating briefly and then fading. Both from both Pete's pieces. Yes. When he passed underneath it. Nope. Before and after. Oh, but it stopped when he was there. You're reading into it too much. No, I'm not. Uh, it happened before he went in and after he went in. Okay. Well, dear lady, <laughs> I... <laughs> that's, I, if you met, that's just for those not character. viewing us in Twitch, there was a superior look from my character. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just need that, you need the, the French. <laughs> Touche. She, uh, helps the butler Baz bring in some trays and she drops them down and there's some simple biscuits in there and some warm tea and some beer as well and she uh, plops it out on the table she pulls up a chair and sits down on it a rather unladylike uh, and has her Look, she go over Riker style, yeah, Riker style. Totally. <laughs> and then has that and it's kind of leaning on it like she's about to give you like a halftime talk type of a vibe and then she grabs uh, she ignores the bottle of wine and some glasses and just grabs a tankard of the beer and pulls it over to her side and she says so Feldak and Aragus and friends uh, Humble. Sorry, she didn't say Erica. Yeah. Sorry. Humble. 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 Yeah, yeah. Who is this <laughs> I didn't roll that bad. Um, yeah, Erica's humble. Well, <laughs> well, oh, silly of me. Of course, of course. You already know Foldrak. This, of course, is his brother, Ash. <laughs> we have... I'm Fiona. What's your name? She says, I'm Verador. Verador? Nice to meet you. Ergus gives her a secretive scolding look. <laughs> so yeah, these books uh, from the library. Um... Oh, wait, wait. I am very much interested in this one here. Pointing to you, Vessel. <laughs> oh, this is all a contract. I am... Pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I am interrupted. <laughs> this is our construct. We haven't quite... That's racist. I haven't quite given him a name. I not that I know. I have a name. Yeah, it's Vessel. I am Vessel, child of Selene. Okay. Member of the Silent Army. Bearer of an arcane secret. <laughs> she nods. Ergus humble gives Fiona another very stern and weird look. Meh. <laughs> Wow, okay. And, and you? <laughs> I am Rimalov. Thank you very much. Rimalov. Rimalov. I believe that's buttery in flavor. Uh, indeed, if you would like to taste, you may. 
It also regrows hair. When you're, you know, <laughs> she says, I'm guessing not investigators from another house, not government officials. I would guess you are more aligned to adventurers. Hmm. And if I were to be more accurate, and I think I am, I would say, pointing at Vessel, a fighter amongst the group, a tinkerer at his side, a barbarian Goliath, I am sure and sure. You are also a fighter, therefore. Perhaps, no. Something more about you. Perhaps a holy warrior. Our wizard, Rimilov, and a rascally rogue of humble. That is my guess. Why you six adventurers are here, I'm still not sure the truth has been completely revealed. Neither yourself, A keener eye. I don't think we could have spotted ourselves. And your best guess? Our best guess for what? Why me? we're here? Of me. Oh, for, of you? You are the Lady Faramore. Oh, come now. I think I did a good job of <clears throat> figuring out your profession. <laughs> From the wall. You are a warrior yourself. Yes. yes. Those are fine instruments. She sits like a warrior. She does. You've clearly been around. You can't just get magical items like that by roughing up like we do. I've I've done my fair share. Where what was your greatest victory? What'd you fight? What did you fight? What was the biggest monster? Have you killed a dragon? I've not slain a dragon. My greatest victory would be my greatest loss. There were three of us taking on three demons. What? Like real demons from Illestel? Demons. I do not know whence they came forth, but they were invading the border between Calavier and Navarre. Myself, my wizard, Naprier, he suffered a great mortal wound, and I went to great effort to rescue him and came at quite a price to myself. And then uh, our new ally at the time, an old thief named Polik, helped us as well. Ooh. But that was some time ago. Mm-hmm. Well, it just so happens. <laughs> he looks at Fiona. <laughs> so what do you That's do now? Well, I think you're looking at it. I stay here in this house and mind my own business. Does my, that make you happy? My happiness is not of importance. I'm Why not? I've hung up my sword and shield and am done with my adventuring and days. And what is of importance to you now, milady? Trying to stay sane, trying to find some some purpose my friends seem to dwindle and visit less and less year after year good advice of getting outdoors doesn't come as often and i find myself staying in this house day after day after day after day and you sir 
she says. The Barbarian? What has been your greatest battle? I've been in a lot of fights. Don't want to knock that down, but I've, I've got a lot of fighting in me left to do. I can tell you, we came up against a horde of kobolds lately that woof, was really close to touch and go for a second. But we came out on top. Nothing like the orcs I had to deal with. A humble barbarian you will not find this side. There was this one time that I had to fight this dire boar that was like three times my size. <laughs> and that's saying something. It was huge. And I remember it was oh. coming right at me. And no, this is the good part. This is where you come in. And when we were getting ready, it was it was I I couldn't Cole, hold it. it. You mean Ash? I, 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 I think he's saying he has a cold. <laughs> anyway. Not a demon. Not yet, at least. You're impressive. I recall your greater's fight to be creatures from Illisto. Vessel turns and leans and looks at you. I didn't get the kill. I didn't count that one. But yeah. We've uh we've taken out a couple of shadow creatures. No, very yeah. recently, yesterday, in fact. Well done. The That's... thing about them. No, you go ahead. I didn't get to cut you off. You go. This one did not bring them into existence. That is. Yeah, that's where I'm getting to. Uh, that's part of the reason we're here, actually. Um, I think my friend might have misled you, and he said that the books you donated were stolen. They were not stolen, but they were used by some creatures for what we think is a nefarious purpose. All right. All the words got pulled out of the books. Stolen, you might say. These books were not magical in nature. <clears throat> is there a reason you might think they would have been targeted, though? I can't think of any reason. They were not of value to me and my limited library upstairs. I thought this library at the university might have better use of them. And Lady Varimore, where did you acquire the tomes uh, that were donated to the library? Uh, passed down from generation to generation. They're part of the house. I understand. curious. Do you have copies of the collection? I I might. I I don't know. I just looked. I've got tons of books. I looked through a couple. Thought I could be of some value and use and get outside the house. And now all of a sudden it's come back that that was now a problem and being burnt? Destroyed, you say? We're not blaming or accusing you it's it's not a problem that you created we weren't sure what we would find when we came here this one studies books we certainly did not <laughs> expect to find a great warrior thank you also the books are still intact but they're blank and they have a weird aura about them and so they want more books, or you are trying to figure out who is destroying 
my former property. It's not my property we anymore. We were tr trying to figure out why, what would have brought these creatures not only to our, our city, but to the library itself. And so we're... Of all the books they were using, it were... And maybe it's a coincidence, but that'd be a mighty big coincidence. Did you fight in the the big war? I did. Did you? And you never encountered any sort of uh, shade warpers or shadow demons at all? Nothing like that. No. Large, massive seas of rotting flesh that we held back time and time again at the Northern Pass. Why did you become a fighter? To piss off my father. Was he not into fighters? Uh, he was definitely not. There's a bit of history with our family going back from long ago, and my father was determined to make a name in, uh, in more economical pursuits, and I had no interest in that. Did, did you do it? So you followed a suit of your grandfather, then? He was uh, more of a showman fighter. I, I just, I grew up with the stories of my great grandfather. That's maybe what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Great War. Was that Lord Talon Baskier? Yes. Oh, that is who exactly who I meant. Got my generations mixed up. I apologize. No problem, Rimalov. There was another curious thing involving <coughs> your great-grandfather as well. The statue of him mm -hmm. in front of the temple? Very recently today, not not more than a few hours ago, there was... We found traces of magic upon it. Does that mean anything to you? Nothing that I know of. Do you have any enemies anymore? There are several enemies that I have. I One of the reasons I stay here in my home is there are certain protections that keep me safe here within these walls. But outside these walls, I'm sure there are many people that would love to defame the buskier name and claims what few assets we have outside these walls and again the last conversation i had with my last friend which was over a year ago was never leave here unprotected so yes i i would say so but they are surreptitious they are known but unknown to me uh it's it's an it's an enemy or possible enemies who would love to bring this house down or take it over or God knows what. It may be possible that the books that you donated out were not intended to harm anyone at the university, but they were intended to harm you because they were originally in your collection. Maybe you're warded in here. That's why you were advised not to leave. 
Maybe. Would the... you mind if we looked through your books? Sure. If the books are part of a ward, then destroying them would follow with what my companion says. Lady Verador. Uh, just Verador. Would your manservant ha be one of those protections? No. He seems to be fading in and out of this realm. Uh, that's just part of the spell. He is pretty great. Oh, thank you. Is that your spell? Did you you create him? No, nope. just Napriar did that for me. Oh. Napriar was he uh, the wizard that yes. you spoke of before? Yep. And thankfully died of old age. I will. That's rare for a wizard. <laughs> Uh, if you don't mind, when you're ready, I'll, I'll, we'll just go take a look at those books and sure. see what we can find for you. You will have to excuse my bedroom. I move things around, so instead of study and then bedroom, you have to go up to the stairs to my bedroom, then study. Just, it's a mess. And she leads the way, uh, heading through the kitchen. Uh, and as you lead the way, Cole, she stops you at the kitchen door, uh, doorway and stops and turns around and says, uh, No... Let's stay down here. Oh. Just me? I, I think it would be best if we all stayed out from the stairs. Why? Are you... It's better for all of us, I think, if we stay down here. Are you afraid of something? I'm not afraid of anything. Are you afraid uh, for us? No, and I don't want there to be any trouble between us, and I think everyone, we can have our conversation down here. Well, we're guests in your house. We don't want to do anything that would cause you uncomfort or make you feel like you need to get rid of us by any means. If you would like us to stay down here, we can stay down here. Good. All right, let's get some more drinks. And she gets some more drinks and escorts you guys back out to the living room. Perhaps the books could come to us. And she says, oh, all right, there's quite a few. Anything in particular? Got dozens and dozens of them up there. Um, Fiona will quickly scrawl the name of the six books on a piece of paper and give it to her. Okay, she says, I shall return. Uh, the butler brings in some more snacks. And she comes back just moments later, says, it's probably not a good idea to deal with the books right now. Your yeah. hesitation is concerning, dear lady. Why don't we talk about something else? No, I don't believe we will. Does uh, the moment of indecision react to the uh, the... Sword, and, Sword shield. and shield that are above the door. How so? As though she passed and then changed her mind and stepped back out. No. But not. you do notice... You do notice that she is casting a glance at them. 
and Caven, you notice just on her motions alone, you believe she's telling the truth about her uh, profession, her prior profession. You can see her movements are strong and like a dancer almost as well. Um, almost like a, a middle-aged retired dancer who's still in really good shape. And you can just tell how they tumble or fall or move. That's just some grace to her. So anyways, you notice that. But you see her um, a vessel occasionally glancing at the sword and shield. She seems to look at the sword and the shield over the door when she gets a chance. Uh, dear Vessel, we will need to talk about your inner monologue at some point in time. Oh, <laughs> I work on my volume. I'm, I'm... When was the last... I mean, this might be too forward. When was the last time you left your house? It's been several months. Five... Six months? No. Maybe five or six months. I had the books delivered. I didn't make that delivery. What did you like to do when you used to go beyond these walls? Writing. Loved writing. Yeah? Do you have a horse? We have still? a couple horses just outside the city. What are? The, what's your favorite horse's name? Star. Star? Mm -hmm. That's a nice name. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful name. Friendship is magic. Um, Cole ah! calmly, sorry, Ash Haven calmly <laughs> approaches. Wait, you forgot your own name? Yeah. Okay. They've um, done it several times with yeah. each other. We're twins. It happens. <laughs> happens a lot. Haven calmly approaches Ver Verimore and quietly says to her, Are you under the control of someone else? She says, I am afflicted by an inability to take arms against anyone. And I have a huge compulsion to do that right now. <coughs> but it would be very bad for me if I did. Do we all hear this? No. Okay. That was whispered. Inability to take arms against anyone. Do you mean against us? I think so. Cole walks watching Vessel and his reaction to... <clears throat> Excuse me, Veridor's uh, reaction to the sword and shield. Cole he did say loud enough too. Oh, will walk that. over to the sword and shield. All right. She casts a glance at you, but doesn't do anything. Can I hold this? No, I don't think that would be a good idea. Those are personal. Yeah, I understand that. They look really well balanced, though. Indeed. They will remain there for as long as I can keep them. Would there be any reason you couldn't keep them? My passing? They ah. will stay there till I pass. And then what happens to them? They, I don't know. I, there is no buskier heir, so I don't know. Perhaps I should make a will and do all this work people say I should actually be doing. Who 
Who says you should be doing this? Uh, people who are friends, that I should be taking care of the estate, taking care of the family name, and not staying in the house and whiling away my time. Veramora, we... We've taken enough of your time today. Well, who, who did tell you to stay here? You said it was a friend. Who told you to stay within the walls here? No, that's my choice. Oh. And darling, it's Verador. Verador. Verador Veramore? Veramore to Verador? No, no M. Valdek. It's always Verador. Can I... I would like to go up to the sword and shield, not touch them, mm -hmm. but I would like to cast Identify. Okay. On the sword. <clears throat> All right. You cast Identify on the sword, and I... I'm so stuck in Pathfinder's identification role that I have to look it up here. Identify spell. You choose an object that you must touch throughout the casting for one minute. Oh, don't, never mind. I don't want to touch it. You learn its properties, how to use them, whether and you learn whether any spells are affecting items created by a spell. Okay, there you never go. Never mind. That, that's a step too far, I think. Verador, do you ever practice when you get the fight in you? I find that even if I haven't been in a fight for, I don't know, a week, I get itchy. And I gotta, gotta keep myself warm and nimble and loose. Do you ever do that? I try and stay in good shape, but I don't practice with weapons anymore. At all? No. Not even practice weapons? No. You should. It keeps things a lot sharper. Care, uh, care. Nick Caven interrupts. <laughs> Brother, I don't think that's a good idea right now. Yeah, no. We wouldn't want anyone just looking at me right now, causing a major distraction. Here's your Brother. sword. Try this. You take your sword. I grab the sword. Oh God. All right, you take her sword. Uh, she holds out a hand, and the shield flies off into her hand and attaches to her arm. And she holds it and brings it in instantly, defensively, and hunkers down a bit instinctively and says loudly, I am holding this shield not as a weapon. Uh, Caven rushes over to Cole. Uh, Cole is getting ready to toss the sword. Caven st stays his hand. This is not what we need to do right now. He's not going to hurt you. Please put that back. Uh, yeah, Kaven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caven whispers to Cole what what she whispered to Caven. That she... Why would you whisper that? Does Vessel recognize... Why did she whisper it? She wants it kept in confidence for some reason. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, maybe she just didn't know why you were whispering. And was why whispering would we trust back? her at this point is my question. Cole returns the sword. All right. Respectfully. She steps out of that defensive posture, but still has the shield on her arm. You had something, Vessel? Uh, Vessel, yes. Uh, would he determine this to be uh, uh, a vow of some sort uh, held? I haven't seen any indication of a god, though I could probably spend a moment and look about and see if there is such a thing. Um, but would Vessel recognize this as a vow undertaken in a 
probably a more common sense. Make an insight roll. <clears throat> uh, natural 2025. Oh well, times. <laughs> you were the spawn of Satan. You were the devil. You... That's your only roll tonight, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. Should I spend an inspiration? No, no, no. no. <laughs> You get a sense that she is not religious in at much at all, and that this is a vow to a god. Interesting. <laughs> all right. Uh, Vessel's watching a lot of this play out and is trying to put together a scenario, um, <clears throat> which she says. You do not worship any god that I can see, yet you hold a vow to one. Why? And to whom? And why? <laughs> <laughs> but not to whom. <laughs> but why? <laughs> but the second part first. She says, I'm not sure why that is any of your business. Because I ruled a natural. <laughs> I recognize that, and I don't see why I, that's your business. I am a priest of Selene, and this behavior seems odd. You follow as though you were devout. Very much so. She walks past you and over to the paladin in the group and hands her shield to you and says, would you mind replacing that? And says to you quickly, um, there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, Haven puts the shield back up above the doorway. She sits back down and grabs her drink. So you are protectors of the academy? Protectors, um, reclaimers, explorers, gatherers, whatever duties they have for us. Interesting. It's a good living. Let's us meet a lot of interesting people. There is probably a better living for you out there in the world of Varen, but it is much, much more dangerous than a school of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a restroom nearby? <laughs> oh, God. She says, uh, I do. And she motions, and the fading tuxedo man... Uh, Baz uh, floats over down a different doorway. I'll follow him. Okay. And you go down the hallway to a restroom area. Is there any other stairway that gets me upstairs from where I was or on the way there? There are different halls and stuff that might get you back to where the kitchen and the stairway are up is. Is Baz waiting with me? Yes. Okay. I can't pee when you're watching. <laughs> he fades out. <laughs> he, he has a warm cloth and a towel ready for you. A tip jar. Oh, and a mint. Um, Cole does his best to kind of keep looking, to, to keep going through the other hallways. Okay. 
you do so. Um, not surreptitiously, quickly. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty quickly. Maybe a little quietly. All right. I don't want to stomp around Goliath style. All right. She says, is there anything else? I appreciate the company. When there, nor yeah, uh, I appreciate your company. When, when's the last time you rode Star? It's two years ago. Dude, that's a long time to go without riding. It's it's fun, but uh, again, there's there's a life that I've chosen, and until I figure out a better path, and I really. Sh- Nope, 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 nope. And she gets up and runs into the kitchen. (laughs) She runs into the kitchen and grabs a hold of Cole as he's about to make his way up some stairs out of the kitchen up to the upper floor. I got lost. She grabs you and spins you around and says, nope, you definitely should not be going up there. How come? It's, it's, it's personal. Yeah, you have a lot of personal things here. It's your house. However, we're only here to look at the books. She takes her hand and moves it towards a block of knives and roots around and pulls out a ladle (laughs) and then slaps the ladle in her hands digitally. Mm -hmm. That's a menacing ladle. Uh. Ash, why don't you... Make your way back with your friends. I think uh, you are all on your way somewhere else. I understand that. And we absolutely will. We have one thing we need to check first. All right. The book's upstairs. That's all we're here for. When that's done, we will leave you to your peace and your house. I can't let you do that. Vessel continues with a conversation down in the room, in the living room. Some words are hers, and others are not her intent. We yeah, there's something. Force our way up the library. Yeah, when, library. when she goes to turn around, she almost trips over Aragus, who is going through her up the stairs. Oh, okay. So you go scurrying into the kitchen and are just going up. Yep. Okay. She goes <laughs> racing after you. Make a, a acrobatics roll, please. Yeah. Good God. 15 is your target number. How about a 23? Oh, all right. She reaches out and grabs on and just comes away with a scarf as you race up even further. I'll be back for that. She says, no, no, and runs after you. You, I guess uh, uh, Cole will start trying to block her. Yeah, Valmir will. Block, block the stairs and keep her down. Okay. She... Can I say something as I run yeah, the stairs? Whatever you're trying to hide, it would be better revealed. As you say that, you open up the door and you see her bedroom with a messy bed and a messy desk. You see a side door off to the a gorgeous looking side door to another part of the upper floor. And you see a shade warper in here, mm-hmm. a being of shadow hovering around uh, the desk area. And it sees you and comes screeching right at you, uh, Aragus. I will give my battle cry. Creme brulee! It's Timber. Thank you. Aragus is in trouble. <laughs> How can you tell? He says that every dinner. <laughs> it's the dessert signal. <laughs> he says that every morning. Do you morning. have a little creme brulee? 
Yep. He says that during his private time. It's just, I only get to the creme. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, um, Aragus, yeah. this <laughs> <Wow>. shade warper <laughs> is racing at you. Uh, and Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge, Devil. Make it initiative roll. All right. Um, 18. Uh, all right. You may go first. Uh, it's right at you as it comes. Uh, um, you may do something. I quickly... Um, get to uh i quick draw my loot and i it gets so close to me i only have time to whisper something luckily it's a dissonant whisper as i say to it hey have you ever been mistaken for a golem wow <laughs> <laughs> okay and what what's happening it's a dissonant whisper All right. um uh, it's a discordant melody that only one creature of my choice within range can hear Racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 of psychic damage. And must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far away as its speeds allows away from me. Okay. So a wisdom save. It makes a wisdom save. It made it? No, I'm sorry. I'm verifying. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Wisdom uh, save. Goal of 12, I believe. Is uh, no, five. It fails. Okay. 3d6. That is Huge. six, eight points of psychic damage, and it has to get away from me. Uh, the This ghostly shadow thing with wide eyes. And it goes racing in the opposite direction, uh, leaving bits of its shadow spiraling like dust on the ground. And Velomir, having heard um, Aragus's battle cry, will be... Um, trying to get up to where um, Aragus is to support his friend. Okay. Um, and we have Cole blocking the way from yep. her. She puts her hand on one of your wrists and another on your throat and Ooh. make a roll to affect her in some way of your choice using wow. what skill you would like to do. Oh, wow. That's an interesting request. <laughs> Make a random roll of random skill. Um, persuasion, I don't think, is a thing that I'm going to do so much for. But if she's grabbing Cole's wrist and throat, the idea of a Ip Man-style hand-to-hand combat is, is the first thing that comes to mind, where I will try to counter her wrist grab, def deflect, grab her own wrist, and catch her in the throat in, in, a, in a simultaneous action. I'm going to use acrobatics for that. Okay. With uh, 18. 18. You are able to do exactly as you nice. would like. Nice. So same deal. Uh, disarm, re-catch the wrist with the other hand, and then catch her throat, holding her steady. Uh, all right. You have her pinned against a wall? Yeah. All right, of this stairwell. And then, uh, Valamir, you were racing up. Going upstairs. All right, you are behind uh, Aragus in this bedroom and see this creature uh, racing <laughs> off the corner. That lasts a round, is that right? Um, the, dis the dissonant whisper, I believe it's just the inst an instant um, just the attack, right? Attack, yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't say anything about lasting. Instantaneous. Am yeah. I able to take an action? Yes, go for it. Um, I've already insulted him. Don't try that. 
don't worry, I'm just going to burn them. And I um, hold out my hand, and a small ball of flame appears and toss it at him, and it's a firebolt. All right. Someday it will be a fireball. <laughs> I know. We're waiting for it's it. It's waiting to uh, grow. 15 to hit. Is a hit. All right. And that does 1d10 with no modifiers. I will. T- oh, no, go ahead. Five. Five. I was going to say it has six hit points remaining. Oh. oh. Blam. You light the creature up uh, and uh, it uh, wounds it, but it comes racing right towards you. Aragus, you can decide if it strikes you or the wizard. Oh, we're going to go for the wizard. Okay. <laughs> I'm way too short. Uh, it goes for It'll... the wizard striking at you with a 16 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. All right. You take five points. As I stare accusingly. <laughs> you, take... you stare while you're getting. Uh, this is all you. <laughs> you take five points of necrotic damage mm-hmm. and must make a constitution save. All right. Uh, oh, no, that's uh, okay. I have advantage on constitution saves t- only when I'm concentrating. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 15. 15, you're fine. Yeah, I'll take bad. the next one, devil. Uh, anyone else want to do anything down below? We haven't heard from a few of the other ones. Vessel, Fiona. We should join the others. Gavin. I don't. I, um, Fiona looks very concerned about Verador. She's also sent. She's sensed like something's not right, and she is not under her own control. Kaven takes a seat, closes his eyes, and slightly bows his head. Okay, and falls asleep. (laughs) (laughs) So restful. Trying to sense whether or not there is divine. Oogly booglies. Oogly (laughs) booglies around. You recognize that there are half a dozen undead up above you. Okay. Um, and then any other like uh, any other like spells or anything like that? There is some desecration happening up above. Okay. All right. Some desiccation. Um, and with that. He races towards the kitchen to announce that. Say it. Everyone, there are several of these shadow figures here. So you're speaking to Vessel and Fiona. So I'm Omen yelling or... it out. Oh, you're yelling it out. It's an open floor plan. Uh, <laughs> As Valamir is yelling ran, down the stairs. Shadow figures! Cool. I ran, I shadow ran in, figures! Into the kitchen to say that. He's yelling at the banister. <laughs> Get up here! <laughs> what was that, uh, uh, Tim? I, I, I ran into the kitchen. And ran into the kitchen. Where everyone could hear me say that there are, there are several of these shadow beasts, shadow figures in this house. Go get them. Go get them, Vessel. Vessel stands up and charges and, off. And Fiona will stay with uh, Verador and Cole. Verador's inside the kitchen. Nope, she's up the stairwell wrestled. pinned by Cole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. So four of you are upstairs in this area. You see there is a wizard, a bard, and in front of them is the shadow that has just bit the bard on the arm. Uh, bard, you may go. I heard Kaven say something about more of them. Wait, Actually, did bit the bard the mage. get bit? Oh, no, bit the, the mage. mage. Okay. Um, I will get out my um, 
uh, it's not a crossbow, it's a short bow. Um, I feel like it's a long bow, but <laughs> it's just a regular bow. And I will shoot at the creature. So I guess I have to put away my loot, pull out my bow. Is that that, that works? Full cycle would take your action. Okay, so I will instead. You can drop. Drop it for free. I don't want to drop my loot. <laughs> Come on. Um, I will cast um, Blade Ward on myself. Okay. Just as a actually, I, can, I wish I could cast it on my friend, but it's self-limiting. <laughs> um, I cast that and just a little mage kind of. I'll get you next time. Armor shield. I heard that before. And I'll say <laughs> he's almost. Defeat it. Take him, Valamir. And if I have that opportunity. Sure. Valamir will do so. All right. And Should I shoot. And the, that is a 19 to hit. All right. That is a hit. With <laughs> five points of damage. I'm on the fly here, man. The creature gets blown away as though it were by a magical fan. And it is fades away. And the room gets a little bit brighter. Big fan. <laughs> Verador says to you with your arm around her throat <laughs> what does she say? she says <laughs> Chris is laughing too much she says God, see now you guys are ruined what she's about to say <laughs> she says dramatically uh, don't let go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, don't a little go, more Dad. pressure on <laughs> Harder. Harder. What? What? You truly did ruin what he was going to say. Uh, we did, yeah. 100%. Now we have weird context. All right. Uh, Can you keep her? I've got busy? it. Busy? Yep. Can I keep you? Yeah. Can I keep you? I can keep her busy. You're my new toy. 30 seconds. And I, I, before I head into the fight I want to like get close to Verador and I'm like and I whisper think of Star and I race into the fight alright um, well, you guys are upstairs in this Kinda bedroom going, going to the next corridor I guess to find the next sounds sights um, whatever well Caven is Friends. running straight to where they are yeah okay you guys follow Caven. You run through this door. There's a small hallway and then another door. You open it up, and inside you see there is a study or library, personal little library, with a bunch of old books. There is another desk here. It looks like it hasn't been used in a while. You see in the north side there is some fog, low fog on the ground that you've seen before back at the Lumine Academy and around that fog are is a singular book that book has dark magic being swarmed around it by four of these shade warpers in addition there are two beings creatures that are balls of shadow less humanoid than the shade warpers are balls of shadow with shadowy tendrils five six seven eight tendrils that are moving out and about and the four shade warpers are focused on the book the uh, 
Um, two ball things turn around and face you with a face you can't quite see. And when they do so, a wall of fog appears between you and them in this small study and you lose sight of everything I just described. Mm -hmm. Well... Haven rushes towards where he last had sight of one of the ball creatures. Okay. You run like crazy. You burst through the fog, and on the other side, you still see the same scene. You are now just feet away. There is one of those creatures right there, and I need you to roll initiative with disadvantage. Okay. Ah. Uh, eight. Uh, you succeed. All right. Uh, wow. And you are ready to go right as you cross the threshold and uh, of the fog, and you're right there. This creature is ready to lash out with one of its uh, shadow tendrils. I take a swing. That is a 23 to Wait, hit. Is a hit. And that is... Wow. Uh, 20 points of damage. What? Because I'm using Define Smite. So you have to describe this. This so, is new. So, so I, I rear back with my warhammer, and um, and 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 I just I close my eyes for a second, and you see the warhammer glow, and then I swing, and it makes contact, and it this this glow from the warhammer like transfers into the ball of undead fiend, whatever it is. All right. Um. And it does an extra 2d8 plus because Holy it's crap. undead. Does an extra 1d8 on top of that. Whoa! So it does 48 plus 4 damage. Wow. So that's 20 points of damage. That's, that's massive. Is what when it pays to have a paladin in the group? Yeah. Oh, yep. Right? <laughs> um, but it burns one of his spell slots, as he it says. It does burn a spell slot. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yep, Just great. Picturing that like a... Just coming through the fog, and yeah. then the hammer. That's awesome. Yeah, Balamir's right coming fog. through at a more reasonable pace. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hands yeah, in exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, hands out, moving forward very slowly. Is on your tailcoats. Like, uh, <laughs> are you a Goliath? <laughs> the Aww. creature explodes in shadow. Several of the tendrils try to swipe at you as you destroy it. Make a dexterity save 12, and you are not able to even be attacked by it as it dies. 16. Okay, oh. and whoosh, the creature is gone. One of the shade, uh, uh, shade Warpers turns around and is focusing on you as well. There are other members in the group who haven't done anything in a while, and I think it was Fiona and Vessel. What would you guys like to do? Um, How big is this room? Maybe 50 by 50. It's not big. Uh, it's pretty big. Bigger in my bedroom. Not not <laughs> battle mat big, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in the middle of the room, or in like the what I think is the greatest concentration of this fog, um, Fiona's going to uh, pull out her, her... She has this little hammer that's her spell focus, and do a little... Uh, floration and she wants to cast fairy fire okay uh, which um, 
is uh, each object in a 20-foot cube within range, uh, 60-foot range, is outlined in um, a violet color. And any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. Dex save. Uh, you affect several of these creatures. What's your spell DC? Um, it is 13. 13. Two fail, and uh, that one is out of range. Two of the uh, Shade Warpers fail and are lit up by this magic. And what happens? So any attack roll against an affected creature uh, or object has uh, advantage on the attack. Ooh, nice. Yes, it wow. is. Fairy Fire's... How long does that last? One minute. One minute. Whoa. Concentration? As long as we need it yes. to. Uh, that's a great question. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yes. Okay. So don't get hit while you have that spell going. Um, okay. You are concentrating. Nice. Way in the back. Vessel. Vessel moves. Uh, in, I think he's aware that there's undead present at this point. I think so. Uh, and seeing the room, uh, charges to the center of the room, kind of leaping through where he sees the cloud vapor that's been separated by, by, uh, Kaven. And uh, jumps through, and as he lands, he uh, uh, glows very brightly, uh, travels down his legs into his feet, and as he lands, it just pulses out, and he stands up, and he goes, I sanctify this in the name of Soline, and casts Turn Undead. Ooh. Oh, <clears throat> wow. Turn Undead. Why didn't we do this last week? I wasn't level two. Last yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> that's a big we No one had any strength at all. We weren't level two. Each undead that can see or hear you within thirty feet must make a wisdom save. If it fails, it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. While it fails, it must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can and cannot willingly move to a space within thirty feet of you and cannot take reactions. Um, that could be huge. Will Wisdom save. Sorry. Wisdom save, 13. 13. That affects all of these creatures. Wisdom, 13. Fail. Only one failed. Oh. There is a larger one in the back. Only one failed. Oh, too bad. Yeah. Uh, just one of them. And it's... Can uh, Just creatively, can I spend uh, uh, two... To re-roll the enemy die? Sure. All right. uh, they're one of the Shade Warpers doing the uh, seance concept or the uh, shadowy tendril thing? Uh, the seance concept. Okay. Even better. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, I spent it. All right. Um, so that is happening. The creatures are not going to go, and then we'll get everyone back in the action after that. They are charging at... Two people they can see quite clearly. That is the cleric vessel and the paladin um, cave-in. One of the shade warpers is racing off into the corner, uh, trying to get as far away from you as possible. The other... How, wait, how long does that last? Just one freaking minute? Well, that's a long time that's in combat. That's a long time. Yeah, you've messed that creature up. Um, the others charge, and they are going to charge at you, sir, vessel. I'm a knight? Cool. <laughs> what? What? 
Uh, there are three of them. They race at you and they bite at you and they do weird hissing and shrieking. Oh, get this um, first. And the shrieks start to affect you. You have disadvantage on all saving throws now. Oh, okay. Damn. And any attack rolls against anyone but them are disadvantaged. They want you focusing on them. Okay. And they attack you three different times. Am I able to convey that? No, just I feel I feel the need to attack these. That kind of concept, or uh, nah, hold on. Uh, that's a twelve to hit. No, uh, a miss, and a natural twenty. That that'll hit. Uh, I don't have a four. Jeremy, roll a four-sided die. I love four-sided dies. Four. Ooh. You bastard. So, we, <laughs> so, so how we do critical hits is we max out the maximum damage and we roll one more die of the damage. Uh, it's 2d4 plus 1, so that is 9 plus 4 is 13 points of necrotic damage. 13? Yeah. I have a uh, a Selene temporary of 5, so 13 comes down to 8. Okay. I will take 8 points of damage, leaving me with 9. And then make a wisdom saving throw disadvantaged due to the shrieking. Disadvantaged, uh, shrieking. Got it. That is a. Uh, I don't add anything to my roll, right? Wisdom saving throw. You had your wisdom modifier. Uh, my modifier. Uh, so that'd be a thirteen. Thirteen is a pass. You Woo! resist that effect. There is another monster, and it is a ball of floating shadowy tendrils that comes floating quickly over to you. Uh, Caven and it lashes out not once, not twice, but twice with its tentacles. Uh, let's do, yeah, let's do both. That is holy cow, 24 to hit. Cool, oh, jeez. Yeah. The second one is 22 to hit. Yep. Uh oh. That's interesting. All right, so it's going to do, Jeremy, give me another four. Here we go. Don't roll four. Four! Ah, you bastard! Seven points of necrotic damage, and you are grappled and restrained by the tendril. The second one is a hit. Uh, I need another D4, Jeremy. Here it comes! One! Is four points of necrotic damage, and then it will use its ability of aberrant quickness to take an extra action. And it will attack again one more time with oh one tentacle only. That is terrible with an eight. Whoosh. Uh, and is no, uh, it has advantage on you because you are restrained. Even though it's in the same round? Yeah, uh, it is also a late, okay. same exact eight. And it cannot, you wiggle away too much and it cannot get its hand on you. It is a new round. Let's keep it simple and let's go clockwise starting with Aragus. Okay, um, I will first. So you're not fight, man. Um, I'll get my kills eventually. Looking through the fog, I'm going to try to get to one of the um, uh, Shade Warpers. Um, the, uh, about 10 feet away or so. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say to it, it doesn't have to see me. It does have to hear me. I'm going to do a vicious mockery at it. Uh, and I say to it, I had a good one right here. I'm going to say, oh, with a face like that, it's a good thing you're a corpse already. All right. 
Uh, and this is a wisdom? That is a wisdom save. 14. That's a 12. He succeeds. Uh, so no damage there. Is it none or half damage? Um, or take four damage. Um, take disadvantage. It doesn't say. Is it a cantrip or a first level spell? It's a cantrip. Then it's no damage. No damage. Okay. Um, no damage there. Um, I'll try to get around it and get the rest of my movement, whatever that may be, closer to the center um, of the whole chaos. But I will use my bonus action to say to Kaven, um, I'll just say to him, I believe in you, Kaven. Not because you're infallible, but because you never give up. Now don't give up! Thank you. <laughs> you get a bardic inspiration of 1d6. I love it. You believe he never gives up? Don't give up! <laughs> just in case! <laughs> just in case! Uh, just to right. be clear. Uh, our wizard of uh, Yeah, so is Valamir able to basically tactically position himself where he can where he could cone a spell um, into the group of um, the tendril thing plus at least one of the of shadows. Yeah. No, you can get two of the shade warpers uh, in one cone, or you can get three of them and vessel. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, That's the surprise of the evening. <laughs> I have been the target of or included in too many area of effect spells to not sensitive. have personal trauma about it. So I don't want to visit that trauma on other people. Uh, uh, um, Vessel can't feel things. <laughs> so instead, uh, Valamir just literally just wiggles his fingers a little bit. And, um, Which is yeah, his nose. Uh, just wiggles his fingers. And out of each, out of three of them, go and there are three small little magical darts. Uh, it is called Magic a Missile. Never heard of that. Where's yep. that go? Um, <laughs> so that, all three darts are going to go into the tendrilled creature Thank that you. is attacking, I think, Kaven. Yes. And it's automatically hits, does uh, force damage, uh, 3d4 plus 3, essentially. Uh, that is going to be 4, 7, 10, 13 points of damage via these missiles wow, upon Mr. Nice. Tenderly Creature. And that creature folds in upon itself and collapses and goes, and it's gone. That's all it took? Yeah. <laughs> there are certain <laughs> vulnerabilities of different things. Magic Missile does not do a lot of damage, but it can just... And then he gets Kaven's attention. Hey, champ! <laughs> <laughs> You're like Todd from Scrubs. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Out of, out of nowhere, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Underhand in the stall. Innuendo <laughs> <laughs> five. Kaven. Well, now that Kaven is freed up, um, uh, what's the closest? Oh, no, what's the furthest? Uh, shadow. That's one that's raced off in the corner, being turned away. How far away? Um, Chris, our virtual tabletop is functioning now. Yay! Oh, great. For the audience watching us. For me watching us. I, I, I appreciate the silent sign language back and forth when I was just getting server errors. I'm like, well, maybe it's not a thing. 
I still get game paused. Just gotta unpause that puppy. There you yeah, go. Beautiful. All right. I thought you said this wasn't battle map worthy. <laughs> well, fifty by fifty is well within running space yeah. for <laughs> for our bard here. Uh, Kaven is there. This guy is gone. This guy is gone. We have uh, Aragus was up front, leading the charge was right there, but he moved at an angle. We're just getting everything set up here, and we have something like that. I don't know who I am in that. You're the old oh, wizard guy oh. over here. I'm right there. Something yep. gotcha. like that. It's ages. <laughs> it, it is. That's yeah, it really is. Way, I'm way closer <laughs> than uh, Fiona would have been, but that's all right. We can move Fiona back. So, wow, that other dude ran a long way. And we'll keep running, I think. Yes. As he's he is feared. Okay. Then then you I don't won't. Have to chase him. I won't bother with him then. Well, I like all right. The game. Um. Kaven just goes after the closest. Did he run by me when he ran by? No. Okay. Nah. Did he run by me? Nah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it was an area of 30 foot, and he ran away from there. Kaven will just attack the closest uh, shadow guy. Oh, I know how they resist it. It's one minute or until they take damage. That that makes it balanced. Anyways, carry on. So he's still running. Yeah, yeah which, he hasn't been hit yet. Which two of these guys are lit up? The, the fairy ba, 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 fire. Ba, 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 ba. Where's my map again? Uh, it's the bottommost two shade workers. Okay. okay, I'll do the top one. The the one that's not lit up since I can see it. And... Yeah, I'll just do a normal attack here. Maybe something like this. Is that 13 to hit? Thirteen to hit a sh you moved in a shadow warper. Yeah, can you move? Someone move him in there if you yep. can. Thirteen to hit is a hit. Okay, and nice. that's nine uh -huh. damage. Nine damage. Whoa! Not everybody. Easy now. Everyone's out up there. All right, that's a good hit. Next up is not Cole. It there is then Fiona. So Fiona gets a uh, big smile on her face. And Whoa. out of her bag, uh, she pulls what yesterday was just a normal light crossbow. Is now a crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is beautifully uh, adorned. The, uh, the, uh, the, the metal bow has like brass metal inlay in it. Uh, the stock is this, uh, this beautiful, pristine white ash. And uh, the bow has a little twinkle to it. And uh, nobody's back with her, but uh, for anybody that was, there's no actual bolt loaded into it, but a shimmering uh, purple, uh, uh, like, magical... Uh, Laser gun? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Is this our first magical item, then? Uh, second, if you include the bag of holding uh -huh. that she just pulled this out of. Um, and she's going to take aim. Flex there. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Go humble brag. Uh, and she's going to take aim at the furthest one away that has the fairy fire on him. Nice. Gotcha. Uh, wait, don't roll. Uh, he would have light cover from friends. Uh, are they both going to be undercover? They both have cover? The f if there's someone between you and them, yes, including friends. Okay. 
But it's uh, so it would have been at advantage. So now it's just a straight roll. Yeah, new. Yeah, just new. or is it just a move plus down minus. like five feet and you should be. Yeah, doesn't like cover just a minus. Oh, I could do yeah. that. Yeah, I'll move. I'll, I can move. I'll move. Thank you. Just yeah, move. And you okay. can like stagger your movement, right? So you don't have to move all in one. Well, yep. this is important too because this might. Yeah, you can stagger your movement in this okay. game. Oof. Uh, a 23 is a hit. Nice. For, Space bar, isn't it? for four points of damage. With a magic weapon. Yes. Done. You strike that creature. Yep. And then uh, immediately as the bolt fires, the crossbow reloads itself. Ready to go. Yeah. All right. Can you get to a point that if you're critically wounded in some battle later on, can you reload your weapon the Sarah Connor way with one arm? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to do it. It reloads right, no, itself. but it would be cool if you did. All right. Uh, Vessel, you were right in front of a couple of these dudes. Right. Uh, who's to my left? Uh, Party-wise? Ericus is ahead left. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is the shotgun on the motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flip. The... Flip around. Yeah. Wait. So you have like um Aragus right you're you're right here. I'm right there. So you have uh Caven right in front of you and Aragus a little bit to the left. Oh okay. And ahead I'm, of you. My and then you have monsters to the right of you. You see my ping? Aragus to you. the left of them. Yeah. Monsters okay. to the right. Uh and here I'm Chris, uh, and you, to uh, Volley and Thumba. Caven uh is a bonus action. Um and in the middle of this crazy combat, uh, there's weapons clanging and whatnot. You feel a hand briefly touch you, and <laughs> you are <laughs> you are uh, assaulted with divine favor as Ooh. you are protected from evil. Who is you? Caven. Uh, Caven. Ah, gotcha. Next to me. Uh, since you're right next to me, you're within touch. I can just duke. Uh, and so now you have that... Uh, Vessel will attack the guy in front of him now uh, with his mace. Divine what? favor gives me what, by the way? Well, hold on. You 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 tap you you touched Valamir. Caven. Caven. Sorry, and you gave him one more time. Protection from evil. The spell. Yes. Oh, nice. And what are you doing? You said it was a bonus action. Uh, that is the bonus action. Uh, I think the actual is. action is to smack the guy. Is it the? No, I'm sorry. I have it backwards. Sorry. Uh, Shield of Faith. Shield that's faith. plus two to your armor class. Nice. Uh, and no. then for my attack, then I'm attacking the guy in front of me. With what weapon? My mace. A mace? Yep. Uh, with a... God, your armor class is... That's a plus... Two? Plus two. Uh, Fifteen to hit. Is a hit. Big hit. Nice. With seven, nine damage. This was the fairy-fired guy uh, next to you. Both of these dudes are got fairy fire, so it would have been with advantage. Or you can roll another hit. die and get a 20. And sure. Uh, no, that was okay. How much damage? Nine points of damage. Nine. Big, crushing nice. blow. You feel resistance somehow with the shadows as your mace goes through, and it does hurt, but it is not dead. Uh, bump, 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 bump. Good there. Um, next is them. The creature in the far northeast continues to try and get as far away from the cleric as possible. The unferried one, unferry fired one next to Caven strikes at your cleric uh, instead. 
with an attack, and here it comes. That is a... Oh my goodness! 22 to hit. That's a hit. That is only three points of necrotic damage, and make a... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. And make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. Oh man, please make a good save. Uh, <laughs> I thought four was bad, two was worse. I Ooh. will go ahead and spend... Yeah, birthday points. Birthday point. <laughs> Woo! I re-roll both. Re-roll both. Take That's the worst. way advantageous in this case. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, lowest is... You said wisdom? Ten. Wisdom save. Uh, Seventeen. Is the lowest? Whoa. Is the lowest. The other nice. one would be 21. Jesus. Birthday points! Okay, you're fine there. However, there is a second one also biting at you. Um, <laughs> he is biting, biting, biting. Also shrieking. That is a 14 to hit. That will miss. And there is a third one. What? Who is moving and getting close to you as well. Uh, and biting at you. They sense the power of your goddess, Selene, and he bites at you with a 16 to hit. That is a miss. A miss! Wow. Jeez. Just, it's, they're successfully biting you, but they're just not getting through. Yeah, it's just ah. this thick hide armor, whatever it is that you've got going on for you. Um, that is it. <clears throat> Everyone in this room, by the way, is dealing with their horrific shrieking. You all have disadvantage on any saving throw um, that you make. Mm. Oh, my God. Kay. Wow. Going back to if our bar. we have... Um... Oh, never mind. There's no fine. Okay. Um, so I will... First, I'm going to say my use my bonus action. I'm going to use my second bardic inspiration of the rest on Vessel. Um, and I'll just say to him something like, Summon your courage from deep within your core. I feel it. Let's get these bitches. So you get a D6 <laughs> on any saving throw, attack roll, anything like that. And that is... After they make the roll, yep. but before they yes, give before me the, the final result. Before the result is called out, you can use that. Cool. Um, and then I will just use a vicious mockery on one of the, the fairy fire touched ones. Okay. Um, I guess the the middle one. Um, That's a wisdom save. Wisdom save. On the bottom one. And um, with my loot already, I'd say, I will draw my long sword, but that would be too much for you to handle. I feel insulted. <laughs> All right. It rolls a... Oh! Ooh, that is 1d4 of psychic damage. Nah, don't roll it. Just max One it point. out. One point. No, max okay, it out. Four. <laughs> four. Four points of psychic. Disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. That's okay. sweet. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a big damage in Cantra, yeah. but it's That annoying. is the middle one. Oh, middle reference. one. I'm sorry. Or uh, whichever one you chose is fine. Okay, that one down there. One of the fairy touch. Ones. I'm seeing badly wounded. Uh, their conditions is yeah. that meant for us? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, Valamir. Uh, Valamir 
I uh, just thought of a verbal component for my magic missile as well, and as I'm not not to go too many times to that well, but he wiggles his fingers and says, "Wiggle, waggle, piggle, paggle," and fires. <laughs> he's very serious. He's, yes. a, he's a very Wiggle, waggle, piggle, paggle. We do children's parties. <laughs> decades of dedicated training. I always picture the magic missile sound effect being like the old sci-fi pew, pew, lasers. Pew. Yeah. Pew, pew. And this comes from an ancient teacher you had. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. His, his name is Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it means something different in Old Miser. One sure. missile, two missiles. <laughs> I am going to attack all three of the ones in melee with a single missile. One each. And so the love. damage is as follows from top to bottom. Top to bottom. Is four. Ooh, Ouch. Badly hurt. Four. Ouch. Ooh, badly hurt. And four. Let's go. Nice. They are all now roll. all badly hurt. Not Holy perfect because I was critically plus hurt. one, but. Holy Haven. Oh, okay. You've got two. You're close range of two of these three. So we and then I'm actually going to move and back away. Okay, we have three of these Shade Warper guys in the middle of the room, toe to toe with a bunch of you, and there's one in the far yeah, corner. Right. That's the situation. That one in the far corner. Is about how many feet away? You could leave him alone for several rounds. He's Just still saying. running 40 away. Feet. He will or run. If you hit him, he'll come back. Just saying. He is bugged right now, running <laughs> his <laughs> place <laughs> against the wall. He's glitched. Yeah. Um. He's a first-time player. He's getting handle controls. Yeah, I'll just I'll just knock out this one closest to me with my warhammer. Give him a little love tap of 17. Is a hit. And nine points of damage. Is crushed and obliterated. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Nice. Um, and I will move. You can see through the floor at Cole. Uh, 30 <laughs> feet towards the guy in the corner. All right. That will provoke an opportunity attack from the guy you're adjacent to. That's fine. All right. He <sighs> bites you, but you have the armor class. 20. Wasn't, wait, 20 now. wasn't one of them mockeried? Yeah, the... That was the bottom one. Bottom, bottom one. Okay. Was, yeah. uh, all right. And he's and not going after him. And that no, uh, he's running to this guy and this guy. That, that, that shield of faith. Yeah. Is I, that concentration based? It is. Okay, so you were hit once or twice since then. Uh, it just happened last turn. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it should happen immediately. Yeah. Oh. Uh, first off, are these affected by the disadvantage saves? Yes. They are. Yes. You're probably going to lose this. Right. So let's do twice. I think you were hit twice. Um, right? I, this last time I was hit three. Prior, no, I was no, only hit once. the three. All right. uh, so Ten or higher. Ten or higher. Constitution. Uh, success. With disadvantage. With disadvantage. Okay. Nice All right, so with your shield still holding strong, uh, <laughs> it gets a bite at you, Caven, for... A total of 20. Oh, it's still... That is my armor class. Oh, it's... Augmented armor class. It got you. That is... is you that need armor? to pray more. Six necrotic. <laughs> and make a disadvantaged wisdom save. Target you number 10. You do have inspiration. Oh, my arm! What happened to you, Kaven? <laughs> no, you guys aren't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my other arm! The Goliath Penzance. <laughs> yes. Disadvantage wisdom save. Yes, please. All right. Target 10. I'm going to use a hero point. Kaven is down to two hit points. Ooh, good to know. 
There we go. Uh, 11. 11. Uh, you resist the strange feeling inside the wound. Uh, you were able to do that move and complete it. And we are at Fiona. Move me 30. Fiona's going to back up like 10 feet to the south and let off another uh, another bolt from oh, her. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Before you roll. Yeah. Kevin, you're dashing away? Yeah. That's why he got the... Opportunity. Opportunity attack. Oh, I thought you were moving to a different position. I can't heal you. Okay. I'll be okay. You got two up points. All right. can I'll be okay. Too. I can heal All right. Okay. Remember your stone's endurance, too. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to back down to the south uh, and fire at that closest uh, shadow monster. With advantage, With advantage of your fairy fire. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 21. That is a hit. But it only does three points of damage. And <clears throat> it is barely alive. Ah, this dice sucks. Um, ba -ba 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 -bomb. Vessel! You're still toe-to-toe -to -toe with two of these. The right. Um, uh, Vessel has to cast a heal on himself. And uh, that will be eight plus six. Uh, 13 healed. That's nice. Uh, the bonus action, uh, I, I'm not sure if it qualifies in the case. Any kind of uh, bracing you can do for any kind of incoming in contact with a bonus no, action. that's a full, full That's action. full? Uh, so he'll just yeah. thematically prepare himself for the next couple hits. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. It is their turn. They are both striking at you, uh, Vessel. The first one has a normal attack coming at you with its bite. Natural 20. Oh, oh God. I am prepared for this. Uh, Jeremy, roll a d4. Please. Here we go. Two. Okay. Eight, nine, eleven points of necrotic damage. That's a lot. Eleven. This means, hold on one second. I'm rolling a disadvantaged eleven. Wait, no, it's half. So it's five. Half You're still two. conscious? I'm still good. Oh, yeah, because I just, he just healed. healed oh, that's he right. Healed just healed. Uh, so. Ten or higher. Uh, it's a six plus three. No, your shielding fades now. On Kaven. Okay. Uh, and now I'm making another roll. There is another bite coming at you, but it has been mocked. So it is at disadvantage. Oh, okay. Here we go. 19 and a 16. Hold, hold, hold. So it is six. It is a total of 19. It hits. It, it does hit. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. All right. The damage is five necrotic. Five necrotic. I am alive with one hip. Oh! oh my God! Standing Still up. Still standing. Wow. <laughs> there is one more left, but he's running away in the corner with Caven closely charging in. Uh, it is your turn. Okay. Aragus. Um, Sit up there, Aragus. Uh, were there any saving throws I needed to make for the? Yeah, bites? on that last. We got hit with both, right? <clears throat> I get hit with yeah, both. Yeah, it's wisdom ten disadvantage. Wisdom ten disadvantage. And for what? That means for. Uh, no, the effect. The, the, the bite screen. effect. The bite effect. Oh, the confusion. I'm rolling. Confusion. 
Uh, with an 11 disadvantage, that would be a fail first one. Okay. And then you don't have to worry about the second one. Okay. And we've already did it this way. So you are now confused with their biting. Okay. And all attacks against you have advantage. Okay. Oof. Dang. You did not need that. Until the start of the last guy's turn. Okay. So Vessel's been bit and hit, knocked around, and you can see like his his uh, spell platters, if you will. They're just kind of listing now and wandering about. They're not What's they're a, not locked into a the place. Platter? It's his glyphs that lock into place oh, to make his spells right. happen. Right. That's pretty cool. That does not um, look good. The the tune that's been kind of playing throughout this battle switches to a minor chord, as Aragus is casting Bane on three targets. Uh, which would be oh, all yeah. three of the undead seen. Up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make charisma saving throws. Whenever a target that fails this throw makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the, targets mu the target must roll a d4 and subtract that number from the total. Okay, and this is a concentration-based related thing? Up to one minute. Every single one of them fails. Awesome. And... Uh, it's a D4 every time. One of them critically failed, and we're going to house rule that he is at max penalty every time. All right. So you cast Bane on these I shadows? I have Bane concentrated on all three Unless of them. These, uh, these shadows, do they live in the shadows? <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, Aragus. This was your ally. All right, Valamir, right? Yes. Uh, to the one to the um, south of Vessel, uh, Valamir will um, wave his hand as a fire ball forms in it, and then it will cast out as a bolt. A advantage. Bolt. Get a roll with of advantage. advantage. Well, with the screaming, is it just saving throws that are a disadvantage? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, 12 to hit. Is a hit. Whoa. Oh, lucky Eight you. Eight points of damage. And obliterated, nice. leaving just one fairy-fired shade warper next to Vessel and another in the corner. Nice and yeah. Valamir will come up and stand beside Vessel. That is my last Please. spell. Haven. Oh, Are you an like enemy? Off. Sorry. <laughs> I can't tell anymore. <laughs> I'm concussed. I am reconsidering standing Sheeta! beside you. <laughs> Kaven, what do you got? Kaven is going to step up and swing at this guy in the corner. And uh, similar to that very first swing he took after emerging through the fog, he steps up, closes his eyes, uh, the Warhammer glows for an instant and then all that glow moves into the body of and I have advantage? No. No. No, because no, that's not fairy fire. Oh, okay. Um so it's, uh, it's it hits with 15 and then it does uh 21 points of damage. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, two things. Number one, you don't have to declare your smite before you roll, which makes it insanely powerful. Wow, you can that's cool. miss 
never intended it to begin with. True. Which is great. However, you still hit. Uh, and you one-shot and destroy this thing, and you essentially invert, you control I and Photoshop inverted him. From <laughs> dark shadow to white, and he... <laughs> gets splattered all over into a white fog and fades away, leaving just one wounded fairy lit one left in the middle with Fiona, I believe, taking aim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Better leave. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> you, you better leave this so alone. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. uh, 19, uh, five damage. 19 to hit. Is a hit, and how does this creature die? So this uh, purple bolt of, uh, in essence, it kind of looks like lightning. Uh, uh, Hits this thing, and uh, it uh, it kind of uh, just like the other one, like explodes out and then implodes on itself. It is yeah. gone. There's the white fog that was on the ground where they were doing their little magical work uh, fades away, leaving just a single book and some battered heroes, but no one dropped. What is the name of that book? You go over to... I'm fine, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, well, out of the way! Really quickly, Aragus just shouts, Cole, bring her! Just kind of knowingly. <laughs> And uh, so Cole hanging on here. to Veramore. Does she have anything that seems to be different about herself? Yes, she relaxes her muscles a great deal and Get tries to take harder. a deeper breath. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cole also re- kind of releases his grip. All right, a you bit. get a little defensive when she puts her hand near your neck, but she just puts it on your shoulder instead and leans on you for a second and catches her breath. Valamir, you go over to the book and lift it up. No, I look at it. You lift Mm -hmm. it up. You see there is no title because it's open on the ground. Mm -hmm. There uh, is an open book with two pages visible, and the pages are completely devoid of anything, been stripped clear of everything except a small single word or phrase, very tiny, written in the book. Mm Mm-hmm. And we will stop there for tonight. <laughs> Thank you the so yeah. much for coming. Uh, this was uh, very, very much fun. I got some after show uh, thoughts for our group. If you want to hear the after show and what everyone thinks, uh, please uh, consider joining us on our Patreon account. Just a few bucks get you access to everything. And that's patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. And we will see you next time with a buffer from Jeremy. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.